Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Good Morning Amigo. Good morning, Amigo. Good morning, Sunshine. Eight months down, four to go, so we can give a swift kick in the 2020 ass and start another year. Anything's got to be better than this garbage. Nonetheless, September 1, 2020, you're listening to the healthiest radio show in the land. Good morning, amigo, right here on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We are not the healthiest. I break rules all the time. However, by adding Young Yendi. Oh, that might be the name right there. Oh, dear. I like that. <laughs> oh, that might be it. Young Yendi. I love oh, it. Oh, that might be it. It had I think, a Yoda thing to it. Yeah, it absolutely has a Yoda thing to it. Young Yendi. <laughs> uh, young Yendi, who practices yoga and eats cookies that need to be baked for six hours. Um, yeah, she's a health nut. Frank pretends to be a health nut. I am a gross mishandler of the things that I eat, and I'm proud of it too. Of course, that's why I that's suffer I from so many ailments. Why you're so proud. I don't get why you're so proud. I don't There's pretend to be, to be a, proud about. I don't pretend to be a, a health man. By the way, talking about proud, I'm proud to eat what I eat when I eat it. I'm just trying to get a little healthier intake in my meals. Mm-hmm. I keep that's the healthy in the morning. I ate my banana. Stuff the face with the banana. Dude. Well, you're the one that told me I gotta eat a banana every morning. This is your idea, not mine. <laughs> you're on the radio with yeah. your mouth full. Come not on. on the air, exactly. Not well, on, on the air. Of course, on the air, you gotta give the visual. I'm eating the banana so that people don't think I don't eat healthy. Come con la boca cerrada. Ah, it's radio. <laughs> uh, young Yendi here correcting me. Uh, good morning, amigo. Should be a an absolute blast today. You know why? Can you say 40 points, Jimmy Butler? Can you say Miami Heat giving another swift kick in the ass to the Milwaukee Bucks? They take a 1-0 lead in the best of seven semifinal Eastern Conference semifinal series, one that which I believe the Milwaukee Bucks have their hands full in. Just saying. I think están con las manos llenas. I'm just saying. Can you show a little more excitement? I mean, the Heat just pretty much handled the number one seed in the entire NBA. You want to try that again? Or do you yeah. want me to lead the charge since I'm well, the pulse of Heat Nation? This is crazy. Who's that? I don't know. My my department head calling me. Sorry, I can't answer the phenomenal. Uh oh. <sighs> bow anyway. bow. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so can we try this again? Can you be a little excited about the Miami Heat win? I am excited about the. You know, you don't sound excited. I am. You want to hear excitement? Yendi, you ready? Mm-hmm. Let's go Heat, baby! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go, Milwaukee. You got nothing. You got nothing. Giannis, back-to-back MVP. What you got, boy? Miami has you troubled. You don't know what to do against Miami. Foul trouble is what you know against Miami. Why are you doing this? You've you've seen these things before. Why are you doing this? Oh, because this team's different. This team is different. It's so young. Listen, Milwaukee, the only reason why Milwaukee was in the game yesterday because where they were on absolute fire to begin the game. They could have missed a shot. Cuban boy Brooke Lopez from downtown with the with the hey, with I, the I'm nicest. Fact stroke. check that one. I gotta fact check that one. Just because young Yandy says that that guy's Cuban, I don't think he's Cuban. With the nicest. I think he's Puerto Rican. I've seen Brooke on a center Robin in years. Cuban American dudes are the only two Cuban Americans. Well, it says American right basketball players. What it says. Well, I mean, if uh, I'm American, but I come from I'm Cuban American. parents, so I consider myself Cuban. 
Cuban American. No, I'm Cuban. <laughs> you have to be born in Cuba. <laughs> she's 100% correct. Made in America they, they with are, Cuban parts. They are Cuban. I would not have known. I Cuban Americans. I Remember thought they were coquis. I didn't know that they were Cubans. Son cubanitos, por Dios. You thought they were Boricuas? Que Dios los bendiga. I thought they were Boricuas, yeah. I didn't know there were any Cubans in the NBA, actually. I learned Those that yesterday <laughs> from Young Yandy. She's like, did you know? I'm like, no. That's not. So I didn't even bother looking it up because I thought it was so not true. Huh. But it doesn't matter. Apparently, having a Cuban on your team didn't help yesterday. Hmm. Or the day before. Bro, that dude. You see what I did there? You, you, that went right over your head. 100%. The Dallas Mavericks had a Cuban and they lost their series. Thank you very much. I'll yeah, be, but that's I'll not a real Cuban. Over. Well, but I, it was a play on words, yet, you see. That's what radio is. You, you, you create the theater and then you play on the words. And that's that was what that was. I just hate when people call Mark Cuban Cuban, especially in Google. When you search Cuban, that's the first thing that pops up. Yeah, but that's the guy's last name. What are you going to do? He's not Cuban. Yes, he is. He's Mark Cuban. <laughs> right? No. Frank, you're the tiebreaker here. He's Mark Cuban. He's Mark Cuban, but he's not Cuban. He absolutely. He's Cuban for the rest. Are you going to tell me I'm not Milian? Yeah, but you don't have a nationality. But I, 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 some people say millions. Are you going to tell me I'm not a million? But there's no country named Milian. Doesn't matter. Well, yes, Cuban's from the name of the country is Cuba. His name is Cuban. Mine is million, and this is Cuban. What's the difference? By the way, there's been three pure Cuban NBA players in the history of the NBA. Nice. Who are they? Andres Gebert, Lazaro Burrell, Al Cueto. Eso. You know who probably knew that was Tuna? I wouldn't have known that. I wouldn't have known there was one Cuban in the league, much less five. Three. Ever. Well, well, three plus two. Well, they're Cuban-American, so they don't necessarily count as pure Cuban. <sighs> right, just like you and I. Pure. We're Cuban-American. Exactly. Not pure Cuban. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm a mutt. I got a little bit of everything. It's primarily Cuban, but with Dominican parts and Jamaican parts and English parts and Armenian parts. You're all over the place. I'm all dude. over the place. I'm just like, a, I'm a United Nations convention. Just saying. Hey, Frank, did you watch any baseball yesterday? Because I know I didn't. I did not watch any baseball yesterday. But by the looks of it, you didn't watch any basketball other than the Heat either. Well, I saw some of the the beginning of the Rockets uh, OKC you game. Missed a game. You missed the game of the week there. Like, uh, that it was, sounds like it. Listen, as much as I criticize Chris Paul, Chris Paul took a technical for doing the air fist on something, which is very childish, by the way. And in my head, I was criticizing him. And then realized, oh, God, here's his, here's his in, right? And you can see the laser beam focus on his eyes. And what happens next? That guy goes off. Clutch Chris Paul in the fourth quarter. They force a game seven, they being the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I love every minute of it because, Frank, the first thing he did was text me, Rockets going to beat the Lakers. Well, Rockets might not beat Oklahoma City by the looks of it. That was in the middle of the second quarter. So when I woke up, I quickly regretted my text. Yes, I know you did. I almost deleted it, actually. Yeah, well, you could have deleted it. It was there. <laughs> I saw it. So, yeah, it, it's pretty dynamic that there's a Game 7 tomorrow in that series. Pretty dynamic that tonight there's a Game 7 between Utah and Denver. And that has become the Donovan Mitchell versus, what's this, the other guy's name? Uh, the, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. I never remember him because the only time he makes himself known He's is in, when the they in the playoffs when they lose. Right, yeah. He plays great in the playoffs, his team loses. We forget that he played great. 
Then he withers away, goes back to Denver and, you know, a mile away in the air and whatever. I mean, does whatever he does and then comes back in the playoffs, plays great, team loses. That's the thing for Denver that sucks, man. Like, that home court is brutal for Denver, and they don't have that. Oh, gosh, I just... I worry now that the Heat are in a series. Now this is where I start to lose sleep. This is where my 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 eating habits change. I become oh, very nervous now. Now I don't even think straight because now all I'm thinking of myself is self. They have a one zero lead. You you know the Bucks are going to win Game Two, Frank. I don't think they're going to win. Yeah, absolutely going to win Game. Oh, the, the, the I think they are. The Bucks are uh, sorry. The Heat are three and one versus the Bucks this season. Yeah, the they, only time they lost was when uh, Jimmy B. Or the Dragon weren't in the game. Well, they must have both not been in the game. They were both not in the game. But my thing is, Frank, they'll play them, and then they'll play another eight other teams. When you play a team seven times in a row, some things change in that dynamic. Yeah, but Budenhauser doesn't adjust the way uh, Spolstra adjusts. Like, Budenhauser has that that uh, Popovich mentality. Like, I don't need to adjust. This is what's going to work. They need to adjust. He's got the number one defense in the damn league. Yeah, but the Heat looked like they were a better defensive team than Milwaukee was yesterday. Yeah, but you think that's going to happen tomorrow? Yeah, why no, wouldn't it? Oh, because. Nope. They learned. Think about it. Y- Giannis, at some point, is going to get his. True or false? If Giannis gets his last night, the Heat are down 1-0. Great. Giannis can get his. You think Middleton is going to show up every night? Because Middleton actually showed up yesterday. If there was a game for Milwaukee to win, last night was that game to win. You think so? Huh? I think so. Middleton finally showed up. Look he didn't Middleton. show up in the second half. Fine, it was three of ten in the second half. I in think the first he was. half. I think he started shooting four for four from three point. Like yeah, he, he went was off. In the miss. I know. He went off. And he scored. I think it was twenty six points. He scored last night. Right. That's the reason why Milwaukee blew up to that lead, and everybody was already worried. Oh no! Oh no! No! Oh no! Nothing. They're not going to shoot like that for the rest of the game, and it showed. The third quarter, Miami was on fire. All of a sudden, the fourth quarter started, and it didn't look like Miami had any sync whatsoever, until they put their foot down and they finally clamped up, and they were able to to final it up. They put their they put their foot down. Is it the proverbial foot, or they put their their foot down for real? Uh, they put the Jimmy put his foot down for real. Jimmy put his foot. Jimmy really, wow. Jimmy was impressive last night. Like I was wow. He looked like a dancer. I loved I loved the way that Jimmy was a savage yesterday. Like he straight up told his teammates, he goes, "I'm not passing the ball. I'm gonna take these shots <laughs> because he saw it. He's the the rim was extremely. He said, "I'm not gonna do a lot of passing today." But he goes, "Maybe it's not gonna be tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow it's Tyler. Maybe it's maybe it's Bam. Maybe it, he goes. The point is." The ball was going in for me tonight. I wasn't going to give the ball up. So, Middleton goes for 28 points last night, 12 of 24 from the field. You're right. He got hot from three, and then he got cold. Oh, then the he, only then threes he, he hit were in the first half, and then he became, no, he became playoff, Chris Middleton. That's the thing. But they have, other. They have like, listen, Brooke Lopez, it's not like we found the way to stop the guy. He scored 24 himself. So, I, you know, there were some holes there. Like, if you're not going to stop Lopez, Middleton might get his. But Giannis isn't going to go for 18 every night. The Heat have their hands full in this series. I do not see them winning game two. There is no home ebb and flow with away, which I'm very good at picking basketball games because of that, especially in the playoffs. Um, but in this scenario, what's upsetting to me is that we get all excited. We played dynamite. This guy goes for 40. We squeaked it out. I'm telling you that that, that, that's not as great as everybody in Heat Nation wants to think. I want to see more. Are we deep enough to give this team fits? 100%. But I think when you have the, I've said this forever, when you have the best player on the court, you're more likely to win in this sport. It's rare that you have the best player on the court and, and that team loses more than they win. 
That's why the whole Damon Lillard thing bugged me. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they, 115, 104 winners. That score doesn't even really indicate how close the game was because there was ebb and flow till the very end. But let's see what happens tomorrow night. I think, I think there is a different mindset on this Heat team. I think you're seeing an old school team mentality going on. I see Spoh's wheels spinning. And you know I like when wheels spin in your head. You can tell he's in Coach Spo mode. 100%. He's killing it. And these guys, defensively, they know how to give Antetokounmpo fits. Um, Look, but I just worry that he's so good that he plays through that at some point. And, and, and if that happens and he just doesn't develop a conscience about it, uh, that's where the Heat have a problem. They're not, they can't stop that guy. Look, the only way you're not going to stop Antetokounmpo is with two ways. One in transition. It's almost impossible to stop him in transition. The second is if he gets hot from three. And yesterday he went three for five from uh, two for five from three. So he didn't necessarily have a good night. But if he gets hot from three, it's going to be a long night for you. Now, what I do like about Spo and his wheels spinning and his coaching adjustments is that whenever Antetokounmpo yesterday went into, into transition, they put three guys on him. And then he, they kind of let him settle, and then they broke off into their positions. He didn't necessarily have much chance to do it. Obviously, it doesn't work every single time because it's almost impossible to start. It's, it's impossible to stop every single time. But they did a good job of doing what they can to pretty much fluster him up, and they did. And in the first half, he had three fouls. On the other side, we'll bring down some baseball scores. We'll talk to Mario and Anthony about sports. A little twinge, a little bit. On the other side, good morning, amigos. Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. (laughs) So take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. But you see why it's a bad idea to do that? I didn't cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. And then you give me that puppy look. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good Good thing nobody can see you crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometime. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Good Morning, Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. 
You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. You know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger. Because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Stelio Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said, Mr. Worldwide, put it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's nuts. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. back here on Good Morning Amigo. Let's get to business, Frank. Gotta go over some scores around major leagues last night August 31st, 2020. Marlins and Mets make up a game that was missed on the 27th of August. Marlins come away with the victory 5-3. to three. Four runs, sixth inning, broke it open for the Fish. Miguel Rojas, tie-breaking run, batted in single. Ends up being the difference in this ballgame. Marlins are 15 up and 15 down for the season. They go 11 innings. O's over the Blue Jays, 4-3. to three. Mariners, 2. Angels, 1. Cardinals on top of the Reds, 7-5. to five. Rays best the Yankees again, 5-3. to three. That's starting to get a little ugly over there. I think a four-and-a-half game lead now that the Rays have over the Yankees. Phillies, top of the Nationals, 8-6. The Braves are over the Red Sox, 6-3. Braves move to 20-14 and 14 on the season. Brewers best the Pirates, 6-5. Then again, who doesn't best the Pirates these days? Pirates slide to 10-22 and 22 on the season. Royals, 2. Indians, 1. 
Good old White Sox doing business again. They beat the Twins 8-5. White Sox 22-13 on the season. Go, Yasmani! And the Slam Diego Padres continue on their mission. They beat the Rockies 6-0. Pods now 22-15 on the season. Joining us here on the show to talk a little sports. These two characters... I label them internally something. I won't say it on the air. I just don't want to do that. Welcome to the show, Mario and Anthony, to talk a little sports. What's up, guys? How you doing? So across across Major League Baseball, we are in September now. And the irony of the short season is the fact that it's a short season and the obvious that anybody can, in a short stint, win or lose a bunch of games and make themselves eligible for a playoff, especially a playoff that this year includes 16 teams, unlike past years that I believe it's 10 teams. Um, You look at the standings, and teams like Tampa Bay are on top of their division. The White Sox are leading the Central. The Oakland A's are leading the West. It's September 1, and these are teams that are on top of their divisions. The Braves have just a three-game lead over the Marlins, and the Marlins are absolutely in the thick of a playoff hunt. Cubbies as expected, and the Dodgers probably the best team in baseball. But as you see things kind of formulate, I know you guys are a little mesmerized by the NBA playoffs. Uh, what what baseball teams have surprised you guys the most this year? I'll start it off by telling you, nothing nothing has shocked me more in baseball than the Miami Marlins. Even though they're 15 up and 15 down, they have played with Cooks, UPS drivers, um, you know, b- grocery baggers, just a bunch of guys who have not played in the big leagues after they got hit with COVID the way they did. And to still be in the thick of this, to be three games out of that division, uh, to be fighting, so to speak, for a wild card, which to me is the most interesting part of all of this. um, That to me is the biggest surprise in baseball this year. I don't know what you guys think. I mean, obviously, there's a few of them, and there's a few negative surprises too, but but most definitely, as far as what a breath of fresh air is to see the Miami Marlins, a team that's probably not supposed to be in the thick of anything in September, right now in the thick of a playoff hunt uh, as we enter into the month. Yeah, I have to 100% agree. The Miami Marlins are probably the most surprising team in all of baseball right now. They play an exciting brand of baseball. I did not expect them to be number two in the wild card hunt right now. It's just number, not even number two. They're number two in the wild card in general, which is something that I thought I'd never say in while I'm still in high school that the Miami Marlins are in a wild card hunt. It's still incredible. I'm just glad they're playing such good baseball, attracting some fans next year. They're probably going to have some good ballpark turnout, which is good for the organization. But another team that has surprised me are the Tampa Bay Rays. They are leading the AL East, which is surprising because everybody thought the Yankees would have locked that division up. But still, the Rays are on top and by a sizable margin. They're leading by six games, which they're leading by four and a half games. I'm sorry. They got the Yankees by four and a half and the Blue Jays by five and a half. It's still sizable considering you got a month of baseball to play. That's some ground to make up for the Yankees. And I'm not so sure that they can make it up. They've been riddled with injuries. And the Rays are playing a brand of baseball that's fantastic right now. Yeah, definitely. But still, I I think the Yankees will eventually catch up to the Rays. I believe the Rays still are going to make the playoffs, at, whether it, they win the division or they make the wild card. 
still. They're playing a very exciting brand of baseball, and I did not expect them to be on the top of their division in September. Yeah, Anthony, that would be you. Um, I don't know what cue you need to Yeah, my, my bad. I thought I unmuted my mic. My biggest surprise comes from a team that surprisingly isn't leading their division. And that's the San Diego Padres. I mean, we thought it was Dodgers-Yankees World Series, and we thought nobody was going to compete with the Dodgers. And while they're still four and a half games behind the Dodgers, they've impressed. Fernando Tatis is putting up MVP-type numbers, and now they just made a big trade at the deadline. They're they're trying to go straight at the Dodgers and they're trying to win this division and props to them. I mean, I didn't see them doing this good. I thought they were going to be a little slow this year. I did not think that Tatis was going to come out of the gate like this and everything he's doing, he's, he's making a name for himself every game that he plays. So here, here's the other thing that as I look and I, you know, we talk about the positive surprises and, and and what a great you know what a great story the Rays and the Marlins and, and the and the San Diego Padres are uh, another team that I don't think got mentioned in our conversation the Oakland A's I'm not sure we really thought the Oakland A's would be on top of the Astros right now but <laughs> my boys that's exactly what's going on but there are some stories in baseball that leave me scratching my head uh, the defending champion Washington Nationals are on the uh, are in the basement of the National League East, one of the worst teams in the National League. Um, the other team that leaves me, I, I don't get how they're this bad, but um, is the Boston Red Sox. Like twelve and a half games out, they're in last place, um, very close to having the worst record in all of baseball. Well, that belongs to Pittsburgh right now, but Boston shouldn't be that bad. And they really are. They're not. They're, they're not on their game. They're not going to be in the hunt for anything. Uh, I don't know. That's the. That's always a shocker to me because the Boston Red Sox, just because they lose Mookie Betts, doesn't mean they didn't have JD Martinez still. They didn't have other elements. I know they lost some arms, uh, but I expected them to be much more competitive than they are right now. And baseball does that, especially when you create a sixty-game season in the manner that they have. Uh, there's some stuff that's not going to be conventional. Um, the seven-inning doubleheaders, not a conventional thing, although it could be a thing of the future. I hate the extra inning format. I hope they get rid of it. Um, but those are the things in baseball that I think that even though we're going to be captivated by the NBA playoffs, we're going to keep a sneaky eye on that baseball thing because there's extra teams making the playoffs and there's so many good stories coming out of the league. And that, that to me is... I don't know how to say this. That, to me, pretty much plays a big role in how viewership will increase. I believe fans will come away from the baseball experience a lot more positive than we first thought uh, when they started getting COVID cases around the league. You know, the concern was they wouldn't even finish. Um, now they're in the thick of something that's pretty cool. It's not what they normally do, um, but I think it's cool to see teams like the Padres and the Marlins you know, and the Rays and the White Sox and teams that and the A's that conventionally would maybe be in it, maybe not be in it, be in the not just the thick of it, but be some of the best teams in the entire league. So that's that's my thought process on baseball. It's fun to watch right now. I I think when the playoffs come, the better teams will just rise to the top. Are you excited about that extended playoff though? Because no. that's what I was kind of excited about the short season that we're going to see a lot of parity, and we're kind of seeing the parity with all these teams and. And on September 1st, being in first place. 
with the expansion of the playoffs, though, we're going to see even more parity. And I know you're not excited about that because you're an old school baseball head. I am an old school baseball head. I just I think it's too many teams for the playoffs. I mean, I don't like it either, and I'm not an old school baseball guy. I think I agree with you. It's way too many teams for a playoff. It shouldn't be that way. There's going to be some teams that are going to make the playoffs. Like, I'm sorry, I'm a Marlins fan, but let's be honest here. I don't think they're good enough in a regular season to make the playoffs. Well, they're trying. So, obviously, they're trying to. They're trying to expand it because they're trying to make all the markets more. I guess more interested in baseball as it moves along because as a market, even those that don't watch baseball, all of a sudden your team's in the playoffs, the hype around the city and the vibe around the city picks up and now everybody's invested into that team, into the playoff run. So by adding more teams to it, you you you, you include a lot more of a fan base, a lot more fan bases into it. So then I guess it becomes more marketable and you can kind of make it make the sport grow. I think they're testing it this year. I don't know if they're going to do it year by year. It works for this season for me at least. It does. It does. But I mean, I on a regular season basis, I'm on a 160 something game season. It shouldn't be 16 teams making the playoffs. It should be the regular amount. Like, you, you don't play those 162 games for nothing. Would you Would you feel differently if they shortened the amount of games per season and then they kept with the with the expanded playoffs? Yes, yes, I would. But I still feel like the amount of games they play are fine. I don't feel like they have to shorten it anymore. In other in other news in sports, before we go to break, Brandon Ingram wins the Most Improved Player of the Year award in the NBA last night. Um, Bam was in second place. Bam did get second place. We were wondering if it was Bam or maybe you know someone else. The league is just funny. He was the third finalist. So uh, indeed, he did finish in second place. I thought maybe he would win, but this guy's numbers are pretty. Uh, are pretty impressive. Uh, he averaged nearly I mean, tw- 24 points. He did improve a boards, lot. And that's a big improvement, including shooting 39% from, from three and having a pretty solid free throw percentage as well. I, uh, congratulations to Brandon Ingram on a job well done. When we come back from break, we'll go over some other stuff, talk some more sports. I have a question for some of you, not all of you, but some of you. I don't know how much you guys have looked or heard about what's been going on with the Washington football team, um, but we'll go. We'll get a little bit into that on the other side. You're listening to Good Morning Amigos, Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found! A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. Corny, grown-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. So take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. But you see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. And then you give me that puppy look. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good thing nobody can see you crying tonight. 
stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs, in order for you to, when it does happen, you go, Wow, Rigo. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Stelio Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, putting it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's nuts. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Here on Good Morning Amigos, Sirius XM 145. Don't do it. The greatest boxer ever lived. I'll be with you boys in a minute. He was bad in Captain Clay. He bad in Sugar Ray. He bad in that. Who that? You, the new boy. Mike, Mike, Mike Tyson looked like a bulldog. He bad in him too. He whipped Mike Tyson there. He whipped all that. <laughs> what about Rocky Marciano? Oh, there it go. 
There they go. Every time I start talking about boxing, a white man got to pull Rocky Marciano out their ass. That's the one. That's the one. Rocky Marciano. Rocky Marciano. Let me tell you something wonderful. Rocky Marciano was good. But compared to Joe Lewis, Rocky Marciano ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Love that, that was line. That's been fine. Uh, it's a it's a line in coming to America. The reason I play it is simply put that is Rocky Marciano's birthday. I know he's not alive, but Marciano would have turned ninety seven today if he was. Wow, good old Rocky Marciano. We're allowed to slip one of those ones. I think it's, I didn't say it. It was sound we played. It's not illegal. We don't have to have a dump button. In fact, see, I could say a bad word here and there. They can't say it anymore. But I didn't say a bad word. Coming to America said a bad word. <laughs> Fair enough. Coming to America, that scene, the, the barber shop scene of Rocky Marciano. <laughs> yes, thank you, Lauren. We appreciate it. Um, today we have the business of front page 305 at noon. Is that correct? Yeah. All right. 10 o'clock, we'll have Walter Villa on. Let us know a little bit about what we can expect on today's show. Could you have worse luck than the Washington football team? What happened with them now? So now the NFL is taking over the investigation into sexual harassment allegations linked. Uh, that whole videotape to, for Dan Snyder yeah, or whatever. Dan Snyder. Gosh, it has gone downhill, hasn't it? Ron Rivera gets diagnosed with cancer. <laughs> They're investigating this team for a myriad of things. You know that the investigators had to plead they really had to convince Snyder of releasing employees and former employees from any NDAs, any non-disclosure agreements, for the purpose of speaking with the investigators for transparency. Can, you, can we talk to them, please, so we can get this cleared up? That's such a funny situation to be in, because if you're guilty of something, that transparency is going to cost you. If you believe you're innocent, you give them the transparency. Mm -hmm. What's the worst part of it is... He might think he's innocent and he's super duper guilty because he has no filter. That's the worst of the three scenarios. Yeah. Have any of you young Padawans even looked at that news story? Do you know anything about it? I mean, I have, and I've known that those issues have been going on for years now. I mean, we well, all the, know the, about the allegations. Right? There's not been for years. The name situation well, has gone on for forever. The name has gone on for years, but. The allegations from what we know started around 2015, 2016. And we all know Dan Snyder is one of the worst owners in the NFL, but we didn't know he was this bad. I mean, it, it's making a bad look on him and it's making a bad look on the team. I just, so, okay, it's a bad look, but this guy probably thinks he's innocent because he gave them that transparency. So, you know, there's a couple of stories that they talked to at least 40 women about being sexually harassed while working for the team. Um, this all comes up because a video uh, that was reported by, I guess, the Washington Post uh, surfaced a video, behind-the-scenes video for Dan Snyder featuring clips of partially new team cheerleaders pulled from a 2008 swimsuit calendar shoot. That is inappropriate, but Snyder's denies the charges he says i did not request their creation and i never saw them so i believe the I first to, part i think he saw it though go ahead I'm sorry. i have to chime in because i worked for the nhl as a dancer and they were very strict about keeping the dancers and the cheerleaders away from any of the staff or any of the athletes that was 
written in stone that was law. I had to sign paperwork and everything. And that was for the purpose of protecting the girls and us, making sure we don't go through some ugly, but I mean, that was established. Washington apparently hasn't had it established. I just, it baffles me at the, today's day and age that that stuff goes on. Yeah. Like I watch Mad Men. I got what, you know, I understand the times. I understand it. This is 2000 freaking 20. And I don't know what organization that's permissible in. I don't work in an organization where that's permissible. Not permissible in my house. I, I don't I don't get it. And I'm not trying to make myself better than us because I'm a smart ass radio host that'll tell you, hey, that, that, sorry, Yendi, that chick's fine. Like I don't care. Sometimes I don't even really have a filter because I do the radio thing. But when I'm with people, I couldn't be more proper. I couldn't be more by the book. That comes kind of naturally. So what kind of people do this? Whether he requested it, whether he wanted it, whether he saw it, there are people embedded in an organization that think this is okay. That's the issue. So I don't know what's okay with it or not, but when the NFL finishes investigating them, what's going to happen? Their name has been taken away from them. What are you going to do to them? You're going to find them? Do you care if they get fined, Frank? I don't care if they get fined. I don't care if they get fined. Yeah, you care if they get fined? Anybody? I don't blood? care, but they should go into some retraining, some sort of sexual harassment 101, Come how on. to talk to hold women on, in a professional hold on, hold on, hold on, setting. Hold on. Young Yandy, if they couldn't behave now as an NFL team that has a commitment to supposedly stand by that shield, right, and also a commitment just, just to humanity to not really be that way, what makes you think some sort of retraining by some kooky psychologists or people who come in that are supposed to know better than you, how in the world is that going? How are you going to retrain adults that are just sick in the head? But do you, can you, uh, before Yendi um, answers, can you, can the NFL, not you, can the NFL kind of confiscate the team away from Dan Snyder the same way that the no. NBA kind of did it to Dan, uh, Donald Sterling? You can't do that because a bunch of video freaks put, you can't do that. But if he's Here's the one, my question. He's the one what are the cheerleaders it? doing half naked? Well, or did they catch them privately? Well, I mean, remember, like, like I know, like, the Dolphins, they go, like, to the Bahamas, and they do the whatever right. swimsuits um, shoot that they do to sell, because the, all, obviously all the swimsuit editions always sell. But right? what do you wearing have to do with somebody sexually harassing you? Thank you, Araya. So I don't really get the correlation. So can you clear that up to me? Because I'm just, what I don't figure out is how you sexually harass anyone to begin with, right? But what I don't yes. I don't understand is well, what the video has to do with it. Well, the sexual harassment can probably be put in for them taking pictures that they don't feel comfortable doing and then putting in the being put in a position okay. saying you'll lose your job. Okay, because what the way I understand it in the story is the video was something like they sent to his Snyder as, Oh, look, look what we have for you. And it wasn't requested by him, right? But I'm I'm just starting to think like I don't know. I, it goes one way and it also goes another way. And I'm sorry, Araya, if you don't like what I've got to say. But if you don't like a picture that's being taken of you, you don't take it and you walk off. Shooters make 75 bucks a game. I'm not taking any half naked. I'm not taking any. To just be like, I don't want to take this picture. Exactly. They, they need to walk away from it. But I'm not blaming no, you them. Can't. Why not? These are young girls. They're probably they're adults. Being they're, none of them, none of them are the young picture. girls. They're all adults. No. All right. Well, they're women. And they were being intimidated to take pictures in the first place. Intimidated? So, I don't get that. Uh, you, you have to understand, Araya, in the most I'm innocent not. of ways, I don't get that. Because I don't understand, because I'm a person of free will and choice. 
So while they're not to blame for but this, that's, you. that's the team's fault for even engaging in this nonsense to begin with. Like, I got to think at some point, I raised my daughter that if she's in a situation like that, she's going to flip them off. Sorry, guys. And she'll tell them, I'm going to do something else for my 75 bucks, but you can keep your little geek to yourself. I don't need to be half naked to do this. It's just my thought process. It could be innocent. It could be a boomer thought process. But I'll tell you what it is, is I would never make anyone do something that made them uncomfortable. So just that permeating across the entire team and being able to listen, the Dolphin cheerleaders, you can't compare that. We know a couple of former Dolphin cheerleaders. The, those photo shoots weren't necessarily. No. They, and yet they're known to be. The, the classiest and best-looking cheerleaders in the NFL. Not these are the Miami well, Dolphins. Well, the Florida Panthers also were pretty Well, but they don't play – but I'm saying in the NFL, the Dolphins oh, the cheerleaders NFL, yeah. are regarded on a very high level. They're great. I and love them. And they conduct They're themselves all... with, a, with, with, with a great deal of class. They, and those – those I think those calendars are actually somewhat tasteful. Like, I'm not a big fan of all that stuff, but – but they're tasteful. And they're tasteful. They are. So, so I don't know. Like, I would hope nobody in that staff, in the, between the pictures that are tasteful, are making them take racy pictures against their will. And you have to understand that in my mind, I can't believe that would be happening. I would hope it wouldn't happen, and then I can't believe that grown adults would conduct themselves in that way in a professional setting. But remember, you're thinking pictures. These can be videos, and the videos can come across a lot worse than the, what the pictures I are. think what he we have here, it's not being detailed, or maybe I don't right. know enough about it, is I got to think those are maybe clandestine pictures. In other words, in a moment where they may be changing or doing something where they feel they're in a trust, something's being done, and that's the exposure. Because I, I, I don't... Araya, I'm sorry, I can't correlate to that. The, the no is no. I teach you guys all the time. You don't, no one can make you do something you don't want to do. From the simplest of things to the, to, to the most appropriate or inappropriate things. It, but, it, go ahead, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but you think like that because that's your pattern of thought. But other men, other women, there are people who don't think like that. There are people who don't believe in no is no. And they will get what they want by using the means that they need to use. And Catherine, I understand that in all walks of life, there are people that way. My point is, is you have a bunch of professional photographers in an NFL type setting. I would, I just, I can't believe that the Washington football team engaged in this nonsense. It's it's not, it's not even foolish. It's irresponsible. And the reason I know this is because notice what Yendi said about the Florida Panthers. I know for a fact that there are some professional standards that are upheld by these teams. They don't allow them to interact with other people. They're very careful about the, the you know, even the fan interaction they're very careful with. You, it's very guarded, and you would think, like, when you see it from afar, you're like, well, these young ladies are protected. Like, you know, they're... So I almost wonder if some of this stuff was done in another setting. Well, these were lewd outtakes. It wasn't about an undercover dressing room. So they were outtakes. It was outtakes. Now, remember, the sexual harassment doesn't necessarily have to take place on the spot. Just Now you have compiled footage and sending it to somebody. Just by them watching it is considered sexual harassment. It is. Because if they're not That's why if, that, if those pictures weren't intended to be seen a certain way, right there is enough to be, those are sexual harassment. I usually, if you don't want to see something, you just don't open it. But here, here's a clearer explanation to this. They are absolute fools. They are absolute idiots. Just, just out of common decency, that's stuff you don't do. And what's upsetting to me is that they're an organization that has, man, there's some stuff they have to uphold. 
There are labor laws. There's a bunch of stuff there. And and they, to think this is okay, even those outtakes, like, there I understand, there Araya's point makes more sense. You're in the middle of something and they're doing an outtake. You're right, you actually can't say no. You're in the middle of something. You're in a position where, oh, the picture's already taken. The use of that for something like to send the dance, oh, look what we got for you, like, that's gross. That's unfortunate, and it's because it's a male-dominated organization, as it has been traditionally male-dominated. Only now are we seeing a transition into a co-ed type setting. So behavior like this is going to take a while to dilute. Man, I so must be—I must be some anomaly then, uh, anomaly because I'm not a saint, and I've said it a thousand times. I said it earlier to you guys. I said, listen, I'm not remiss to see a woman and say something because dudes sometimes don't have the real filter they should have, but I don't go inappropriate. And I certainly, I would never make someone uncomfortable in their own skin in front of them. Like it, it just, like that, 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 that that's. Because your mama brought you up right. Maybe because I have a girl for a daughter for my firstborn. I don't know. I just, it sort of naturally is. So this is, this is coming from uh, USA Today. On one particular evening after a 14 hour day of dance practice and posing for photos, the cheerleading squad director asked nine of the team's 36 members to stay for extra duty. They had been specifically no. selected to serve as escorts at a nightclub uh -uh. for some of the sponsors. What? After the director uh -uh. informed the woman and told them to go back to their rooms and prepare for the night out, several of the women were visibly upset and started to cry. What? Quote, they weren't putting a gun to our heads, but it was mandatory for you us. Go, Araya. To bing, bing. Araya wins yeah. the point. Araya got it. She's right. Holy dude. I can't believe it. And the I ones can't. responsible are the team directors. And they can't call themselves feminists. And what they're doing is leading girls into situations they shouldn't be led in. So you know who's responsible? The team director. According to oh, the report. The owner. The owner. This is why Snyder's getting in trouble for this. Listen, according to the report, there was no sex involved. But the cheerleaders involved Snyder. said that the arrangement felt as if they were, quote, pimping us out. Yes. It doesn't matter. It, 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 once that happens, everything else after that it obviously doesn't matter. And I'm glad there was no sex involved. But the mere fact of get dressed, you're going to escort someone out for the evening is gross. Mm -hmm. They just danced for 14 hours. Also a little bit abusive, if you ask me. For $75. They don't make a lot of money. I'm, ki I'm not kidding you. They look all pretty and they take these photo shoots. Don't get it twisted. And the amount of hours it requires to rehearse, to pose, to, to set appointments, to... They, well, when I went to the Bahamas, we went to the Bahamas to do the calendar shoot for the Florida Panthers. They didn't even give us a stipend to, like, eat during the day. Dear Lord. It was... Dale, you, you're on your own. Figure it's... it out. Many, many women who do this... Well, I have an old high school friend of mine. She danced for the Dolphins back in the day. And then we know Andrea Ocampo, who's visited our campus a couple of times. We also know Marjorie. And Marjorie as well. She works for the NFL Network. Uh -huh. um, these are people that clearly, you know, will tell you, yeah, it was a great experience. I had to move away. But they don't get paid money. And they, they said, I did this more for the exposure. The resume, right. Which floors me because the exposure there is to that. And I would be flipping furious. I... I don't know. I mean, MJ I, hope, I hope more people function in a different way moving forward. That is, that is beyond anything in my scope that I can understand. That really, uh, what comes out in me is the fact that I'm an old man. MJ Acosta became an Emmy Award-winning sportscaster, and she posts pictures throwback Thursdays all the time as her as a cheerleader. She won something. She won something recently. She just got married. Oh, that's what it was. She, I just saw that. 
don't get me wrong. I was very proud of, of my job as a Panthers dancer. And I loved the costumes and I love that I was fit and look, I looked fit and I was able to talk, you know, you know, I'm a health nut. So I was okay with that. I was okay with that. The girls at auditions were okay with that, but we were taken care of correctly by our directors, period. Yeah. The people that watched out for us. Lack of institutional control, although it's not a college, it's a professional organization. Shame on the Washington football team. Shame on Dan Snyder. And I hope the wrath of the NFL comes down on them with the fury of a thousand thunderstorms or more. Good point, Araya. I love talking to you on the air. You are dynamic. We put Araya on. Mad Araya at you, will boy. get it handled. She's not mad at me. She got mad at you. No, she didn't. She got frustrated. She gets frustrated, but then we talk it out. This is what's good about this. She's Araya, fine. confirm it. She's fine. She's fine. All right. When you finish college, you have a job with me. <laughs> we come back from break. We'll do more of this nonsense right here on Good Morning Amigos, Sirius XM 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Stelio Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, putting it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's not. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. you a question any truth to these rumors that I keep seeing that potentially our uh, president may have suffered some mini strokes are you what? have you been seeing that that's been coming up in my timelines and amongst other places he was taken quietly to the uh, Walter Reed facility um, I don't know if you've heard about this or not. I, it's Like I said, it just popped up for me. Um, well, it's in the Inquisitor. I'm not too sure how um, accurate or how reliable the Inquisitor is. Okay, and I, um, I agree with you on that. But there's, there's a yeah. couple of things that we deal with that I also wanted to go over with you because you and I are very active with Alzheimer's, correct? Yes, correct. So... There are some things that he does feature that shows a little bit of that, you know, and, and, and the Trump campaign has taken some time to put Joe Biden out there in that way. And sometimes I think these these videos that we see are doctored because when I hear Biden speak, it doesn't sound like that. But I'm not defending him or, or anything, but there's some stuff going on with Trump that's weird. Well, based on what I'm reading, because you and I think I'm reading the same thing, this was put out August 2nd of 2020 okay. so um and it's again on the inquisitor so i'm not too sure now given my background in politics remember i used to work a lot with different and now i'm not you know i'm not 
nonpartisan, but um, there's a lot of, and this is what's unfortunate, there's a lot of operatives in different political camps that create pages like this for the purpose of creating false headlines for the opposing candidate. So this kind of smells like that and it's a, a written in an opinion format. Right. So I'm not sure, and it's also hearsay. So it's not like a, a direct report from a medical expert. You yeah, know, there is not there is not one media source that's reporting it yet. It's trending everywhere because that's how desperate people are to 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 not desperate. And I'm sorry, I used the wrong word, but I think that everyone is so fed up with all the stuff they're reading and whether it's true or not. At this point, they're just spreading out whatever pops up and whatever agrees with what they think that is right as opposed to what is fact. So true or false, though, he was rushed to the Walter Reed hospital back in November. Is that true? I think yeah, he was rushed back at Walter Reed because he had signs of anxiety, I believe. Okay. So he had, he had the tight, the tightness in the chest. I've had anxiety attacks and panic attacks. And I, that's what he had suffered. So, back. So in there's November. a reason I bring this up. It's not to bring up politics. It's to bring up transparency. We were talking about in the first Thank hour you. about transparency. And I would like to know if my president's having that, you know, that kind of issue. But at the same time, I guess what's what's the word? Like he doesn't have to necessarily talk about his health. I mean, he does have rights. Am I correct? Like doesn't HIPAA protect him from having to say, you know, if he stubbed his toe or if he's got some other medical issue? Uh, that's a conundrum to be in because I think you're entitled to know what the health of your president or potentially person who's running for president is. I I. I'm confused in that because there's another level of transparency there. We were talking about the Washington football team in the first hour. Um, I'm pretty annoyed with them and the way they've behaved. And when you think of a professional organization, you would think they put so much time and money and resources into human resources that these things wouldn't happen. And if they did, they're isolated situations, but certainly not things that involve the owner and people who are in charge of, of you know, earning your trust that being the cheerleaders trust and, and instead putting these cheerleaders in situations they don't need to be in certainly don't deserve to be put in. Um, but the transparency of things in this country, as much as this is a free society is becoming less and less. Um, w those are fake reports. I haven't seen anything credible to it. The only reason I bring it up is because there's nothing credible to any of the reports that, you know, Biden's off his rocker and he can't put three words together. And I just worry about how we get information as a country. We, we teach our young adults how to disseminate information, how to research information. And it's really got to be an effort towards correct news sources. And even then, you wonder sometimes if they have particular initiatives. Where, where does the line get drawn? Where is Trump allowed to not have to say anything? And where, because he's the president of this country... Uh, where is he required to at least let us know if he's okay or not? It, he really isn't required. Um, if you look back at Franklin D. Roosevelt's physical condition when he ran for president in 32, he had heart disease, he was in a wheelchair, um, and the press corps avoided mentioning that he was in a wheelchair. You know why? Because back then the press corps respected the office of the president. There was no social media for people to make things up and, and adopt as their, their own news sources. So we're at a very strange time in our country's history where 
all of a sudden a communication platform where everybody's allowed to be in and you can't really regulate what's true and what's not. So that's that's where we're at right now, trying to figure out what's true and what's not. And the president doesn't need to disclose his health condition if he doesn't want to. Uh, Ronald Reagan had, uh, towards the end of his presidency, was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. He didn't have to disclose it until what he did voluntarily at the, the last Republican National Convention he attended. But would you tell people if you, I mean, you obviously love to tell people about your gallbladder, but would you tell, would you want to share, if you're in a high position, would you want to share your, your weakness? Probably not. Right? I mean, to a certain degree, you know, what I, like, I've been a little candid about it, but I went through um, a situation with my, the reason we've been talking about healthy is because I spent the better part of three weeks, not myself. No. Forget about being off. I was, I, it looked at some points like I was physically ill. Um, COVID, not the reason, of course. It was all stomach related and attributed to my gallbladder. And because, uh, yes, Nick, you can. Um, because of COVID is because I didn't go to the hospital to go get it checked out and see what the problem was. So it does affect in another way knowing that that's going around, but I certainly wasn't forthcoming about it. Like, this is the first time I've actually made a statement of that. So the people inside saw, saw me bad. Frank saw me not so good one day, you know? And, and yeah, I wasn't very willing to share that. But at the end of the day, I, I'm not the president of the United States. So I think that because there's a lot on his shoulders whether it's Reagan, whether it's, it's, it's Trump, whoever the president is, or even for that matter, a guy like Biden. If Biden's having issues because he's been diagnosed with you know, early onset or he's you know, experiencing Alzheimer's um, symptoms, if you will, although they're not really called symptoms, then, then you have to ask yourself, are you okay to do this? Like, Are, you the, are we going to put all of our lives in your hands and am I going to vote for you? I think we're entitled to know this stuff. I Maybe I'm looking at this the wrong way, but I, I feel like not only are we entitled to know, we should know. We should well, I mean, it. the guy that's going to press the red button and start a nuclear war should probably be okay up in the head, right? I would hope so, right? Like I was talking about police yesterday that you got to do a thorough, like I just, that guy, we need to know if he's all right. Like that's just my thought process on that. And I think that a little as we were talking about transparency and the fact that Dan Snyder had to release these people from their non-disclosure agreements in order to speak to authorities on what had gone on with the Washington football team, uh, I turned it in another way. And, and why can't he release that and say, all right, let's let everybody know what's up. Does it put him in a position of weakness? Is that what the fear is? Um, and then of course we live a life full of double standards if that's the case. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, an unspoken rule about life. I think the double standard, I mean, this is coming from a woman. <laughs> so uh, here's a cool, a cool president story, a presidential story. So, you know, Teddy Roosevelt, you know, he was the, the guy, the Rough Riders, the ones that, that kind of uh, pioneered this country. He, um, he was doing, he was a, a sickly president, a sickly boy. And when he came about in 1912, he survived a, an assassination attempt as he was campaigning. And instead of going to the hospital, the gun, he had two bullets lodged in his rib and went to the convention and delivered the speech, a 50 page speech with two bullets lodged in his rib. That's kind of crazy. 
that's awesome. <laughs> the president of the that's United States has an assassination attempt and then comes up and says a speech bleeding with two bullets. That that's American is American gets. Come on. That's cool. Um, I want to give a shout out to this is name dropping you say all the time, Frank. But I don't know how I'm supposed to position. This. Here we go. But how am I supposed to position this? So let's 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 look at the facts of this, right? Am I or am I not friends with Gloria Stefan? Yes. So why would it be name dropping if I wish her a happy birthday and I say I want to wish my good friend Gloria Stefan a very very happy birthday today? Well, it makes it worse when you say, "Oh, you're gonna consider this as name dropping." Well, because not, the not moment I would have said it, okay, I wouldn't have done it, and then I would have done that. And you go, "Oh, there you go, name dropping again." Gloria Stefan's everybody's friend. No, she really is my friend. Like, so, son, she's your friend. She gets one of these. <laughs> yes, even Gloria gets this. She's 305, baby. I got a feeling that Gloria, once in a blue moon, I could see Gloria going like this. Back then, it was booty dancing, though. It wasn't twerking. It helps with my camera's on. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Luke, do you know he, uh, he actually fought the... Uh, the establishment of the United States and won. Don't get they, don't get Larry started on Luke. That's one of his good friends too. It's another I friend like, of mine. I love Luke. <laughs> what did he buy? What did he do? He uh, the government tried to censor him, and he said, "Nope, it's my American right to say." Oh, you yeah, We talk about this all the time on the show. That's why he's a G. That's why when I get mad at him, that's, I, I, I stop. That's an American hero. Yep, I I'll get mad at him for two or three days, and then I stop getting mad at him, and then he's. Guy gets it. I'm gonna just say it. He's a little bit of a pain in the ass to have as a friend because he's just tough sometimes. Like, ooh, he gets. There's no arguing with him. You can't argue with him. I get mad at him. He blows me off after he gets mad at me. But then he, like, it's he's such an alpha in that friendship. But whatever, I totally respect him because of that. Because he stood up to all of them. I love in yeah. his song "Band in the USA." He says, "I made you know two versions of each song. Nobody else did that." Just to appease you fools, and you're still coming after me. So um, I think he's music. The American thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's underappreciated. A lot of Canes fans don't like him because of football loyalties. And I will say it, even though I love all of my folks who root for the Miami Hurricanes, they need to knock it off already because it's a little bigger than that with Luke. Now, again, I will tell you, he frustrates me utterly at times. But uh, it's, a, it's a friendship that I, I don't let go of. It's one I cherish, actually. It was cool to... I guess I got to talk to him a few weeks ago. We were doing something here in studio, and he was he was on the Zoom, and, and, and it's always good to see that guy. But you're right about him being an American hero. But that talk about transparency, like he clearly let the world know what was going on. He called him out. He didn't he sugarcoat anything, and he called him out, and he won. And he won. I, I That's why he gets my respect. I don't know. I, I would earn, maybe I'm not looking at this the right way. But that transparency is necessary if you're the president of the United States. I don't need to tell you that my belly hurt. That's nobody's business. I don't need to tell because there's not a lot on the line with my belly hurting. But when you are Donald J. Trump, wow, we just had a moment on the show. I've never said his full name before, have I? I don't think I've ever done that. I don't think you ever have. I've referred to him as 45, Orangina. Comes from China. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. You know that's such an inappropriate. 
soundbite, yet every China. time you play it, I die laughing. China. You know how many people Whatever get pissed off? Whatever your opinion on? of him is, he's still the president of the United of States. Of course. No, I, I've always been very clear that Yandy's going to get defensive. Maybe sure. that's a question you should ask China. China. <laughs> I, um, I have clearly never been a fan of his. Sir, why are you saying that to me specifically? <laughs> We make fun of him, Yandy. I know that's not going to make you very happy because you don't like when we make fun of presidents. Is I used he to make talking politics again? Uh, yes, Amanda, I am. I used to make fun of Obama quite a bit. A lot I used to make fun of him. So whatever. The, uh, the beauty of being a political science major at FIU is that they teach you all sides of all uh, political spectrums and you have to know it like the back of your hand so if, if you go to FIU and you do their political science courses and you do their international relations you're ready to talk about politics the correct way so mm. I, I have no shame in, in uh -oh. sitting here and talking politics I'll lose. I'll lose every time Frank you know you say that I'm the guru of politics I will lose right I will lose political science and international relations at Florida International University the school to go to that's all good but the bottom line is, is, is the reason I have a problem with him has nothing to do with what he's done the last four years. I had a problem with him back in 1997 or whatever. Like he's, just, can I, can I say this, Frank? He's a New Yorker. No, he's an asshole is what he is. I'm sorry. Leave it right now. He's terrible when it comes to the communication thing. Like I'm not going to tell you whether I'm voting for him or not because it's nobody's business who I'm voting for. And don't judge a book by its cover because just because I make fun of him doesn't mean I like him or dislike him. I don't right. like his mouth. I don't like many times how he's a bull in a china shop when you can say things nicely. That I just bothers wish me. Would take his Twitter away. That's all. If he would take his Twitter away, it'd be good. But that's his mode of communication at three in the morning when his wife rolls over to the other side and says, "Not tonight, honey." I'm <laughs> just thinking out loud here, right? I don't think they sleep in the same room. They probably don't. She's busy reprogramming the Rose Garden at the White Don't get me started about them. I'm not in a good mood with them today. No. Uh, I'm not in a good mood with them today. We're, we're going to change subjects. On the other side, we're going to change focal points here on the show. And we're going to talk about someone else. Who is that someone else? I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe it's uh, Y squared. We'll be back. Sir, why are you saying that to me, specifically? Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Here's that song again. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today. Here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Yay! Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve! By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Good Morning Amigo.
on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm looking at the different angles. It does, you I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Flowers are beautiful, but they become even more so when carried by people who are committed to ending Alzheimer's. At the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's, hundreds of thousands carry different colored flowers, signifying their connections to the disease. And we walk so that one day, there will be a white flower for Alzheimer's first survivor. Slam Radio is more than just a radio station, but a family. It's so nice to know that you have a place where you can feel safe, where you can feel comfortable sharing your opinions and not be judged for what you feel like is right or is wrong. I'm very grateful that I've gotten this opportunity to be a part of something big, something historical. It taught me that not only that I matter, but that I have a voice. And the mentors we have here, like Frank the Tank and Amigo, make you love this amazing program even more. There are very few words that can describe Slam Radio. One word that definitely comes to mind is familia, family. We've been offered so many unique opportunities to be a part of something great. I will always be grateful to Slam Radio and everybody a part of Slam Radio. We are a family. They are my family and they will always continue to be my family and I will forever be thankful and I know they got my back just like I got theirs. I love being part of Slam Radio. Yo, Sway Calloway, Sway in the morning, world famous Wake Up Show MTV. We worldwide. Welcome to Slam Radio. This is where they get busy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Back here on Good Morning Amigo. Our gurus join us. They host the show better than I do sometimes. Once in a while. I got some ghosts here today. Some people who just don't want the camera in front of them for some reason. Not realizing that it's required. You must be in front of your computer, in front of your camera. Good morning to you, Diana. Where are you, Diana? Good morning, Gru. You are disappeared. You are nowhere to be found. Anyway, so as you know, we have a new addition to the show. It's Young Yendi, um, thus spawning the Y-squared comment before we went to break. Since you're so smart, Yendi, I don't think you figured that out. <sighs> Over your head. Um, so the, the young lads told me they wanted to get to know you. What better way to get to know you than to ask you themselves. They're inquisitive and curious, are they not? I love them all. You love them all already, huh? You I can... do, I really do. I like smart kids. I'm a big fan of smart, smart young adults. I will say that. So then why is it that you like Frank? 
Frank is smart. Leave Frank alone. He's just smart in his own Frank way. Why wow. the hell do you like me? Wow. I'm not very. Hold on a minute. That's something like a kick below the belt. There. Yeah, she's, she's starting already. Frank way. Wow. Yeah. You know I control when you speak. You know yeah. that. Right? You she called nice me a dummy too in there. <laughs> she called me a dummy too for hiring you. You Did see I that? Say anything insulting? Indirectly, no. I'm insulted. I'm gonna Did be. That's how smart people no, tell man. dumb people. Yeah, that they're dumb. I know. You know what? I, I'm so angry right now. I'm not speaking to you. We have a schism already. I'll let our students speak to you. Idania, why don't you start off the smorgasbord of what we are calling the Y squared press conference. Yendi, you are under the microscope. Go. Good morning, Miss Yendi Alvarez. This is Idania <laughs> Perez representing Slam Radio. And I would like to know, why you chose to be a political science major? Because at the moment uh, when I started college, the world was pretty much falling apart, kind of like what it looks like now. And I figured I'd be able to uh, contribute to some sort of, I don't know, world peace. That was my thought process. Thank you for that. I now pass you over to my colleague, Eileen Sevilla. Hello. Um, a question I have for you is what, pretty much got you into radio? Well, I used to do TV production when I was in middle school and then I went into news and, and comp law to report law news in high school. Then I started a communications major in FIU as well as political science. So I've always been kind of akin to broadcasting. And I was told uh, by DJ Laz 15 years ago, I had a radio voice and that I needed to get into radio. <laughs> Eileen, you passed the torch now, like that whole thing that you guys are doing during the pandemic where you would be dressed one way, then you'd cover the camera, and then you got all nice and dressed, and then you'd toss the thing. The, the rush challenge. The rush challenge, whatever that thing was. That was kind of cute, though. I always liked watching those. So, Eileen, who are you passing it to? I'm going to pass it to Nicholas Parker. Nick Parker in the house. You got to unmute yourself, like brother. like a basketball player. I actually am a basketball player. Um, I have a question. Did you do any sports before you got into anything? I was a swimmer in middle school, and then I did uh, run track. I ran, you know, cross country. Was it fun? It's fun. I still do uh, cross country. I still run mostly, but then I, I was a professional. Really? I, yeah, I, I was a professional. Oh, wow. uh, then when I went into school, school, I did swimming and cross country. What is your favorite out of the two? My favorite? Yeah. Uh, my favorite is running. I love running. I mean, obviously dance, but to me, I love to run. Time to pass the torch, Nick. Who do? I have dubbed the thy torch to young Santiago Cornest. Hello. What's up? Um, what will you do to improve Slam Radio? I don't think it needs improvement because you guys are just so wonderful and amazing at what you do. Um, what I hope to contribute to Slam Radio is a perception, like Larry's trying to teach you, of, of just objectiveness. I want you guys to learn everything about a subject as opposed to just what you feel. Did you hear that, Larry? That was a very tiptoed question, or the tiptoed answer, I should say. You thought, you thought I thought the question was tiptoed. I think Santi was throwing shade on us there. <laughs> I don't know. No, no shade, no shade. <laughs> Pass the torch, brother. Who's next? Gabriel. Get the rookie in. Come on, rookie. Let's go. Yeah, I wanted to ask how you 
uh, had gotten with uh, Milian, like if how you guys would, I guess, originally started working together? Well, uh, first of all, we have the same last name, so that makes us cousins. So now you're Gabriel, my cousin. Um, but I met Larry through um, the Alzheimer's organization. We're, we, we met earlier this year. We're sitting on the same marketing committee uh, to find a cure to end Alzheimer's. That's how we met. And we clicked and that's it. <laughs> he told me, hey, I have radio. You want to come and help us out or you want to join us? And boom, here we are. All right. Um, well, I guess I'll give it to Diana. There we go. Where's Diana? Oh, she's in the middle of a eating. chew. Yeah, <laughs> she she learned from the best. I have a banana on the ear. She's munching. There you go. Hi, I'm Diana. Hi, Diana. How okay, are you? You can stop chewing now. I'm good. The joke's over. That <laughs> hurt chew. Okay. I did have a question though, and it just left my head. Okay. Oh, by the way, I was at the Alzheimer's, but I the the walk, but I. Didn't see you there. No, this is my first year doing it. This is my third. Year. Oh, okay, okay, I get it now. Okay, so, um, what? Okay, so, do you what? And okay, so from where you are now, like, what did you want to do before all of this? Be my own boss. In like in life, so um, I went to school. I studied political science. Obviously, it was what I had told the Idania was to find a way to bring world peace back in action and back in style. But um, I've always been an entrepreneur. I I like selling. I don't like having a boss. Boss, I guess you can say. I like doing things on my own. I like accomplishing things with my own hands. So I started at 14 with a soap company. I used to make soap in my parents' backyard. I sold that. And then every year I always had a project, a job or a business. So my, my plan was always to, to do things my way, my own way. Okay. That's who you, good. Who, who are you <laughs> passing it to, Diana? The same. <laughs> Diana, who are you passing the torch to? Um, Mr. You already know who I'm going to choose. Go for it. She already went, though. Oh, I really did not hear her. Yeah. We'll go to Alexandra. I'll choose for you. Go, Alexandra. Good morning. Um, good morning. Um, my question is, what is an important topic that you want people to learn about? Environmental sustainability. People need to know how important it is. We just became best friends. We just <laughs> became. I work at a zoo. Yes. So I love, oh my God, I love, we just, Girl, you like it's, it's over. You and me, we need a show together. We're good. <laughs> That's it. It's I over. Mean, Forget about Good Morning Amigo. It's you and me now. All right. We got this in the bag. Yay. I like that idea. So yeah, to me, the most important and pressing issue for all of us, including you guys who are going to be the future, who are the future of this country and this world is we got to have a world ready to live in. And right now it's, it's not good. So yeah, my, my mission in life is to save the environment. Okay, thank you. I'm gonna pass it to Nasar. Hola, muy buenos días. I have a question. Um, if you give it, if you can give an advice 
to one of us, I mean, pretty much to all of us, what would it be? Make sure you know what you speak of. Make sure you know everything before you open your mouth. Take a big deep breath if you feel angry, if you feel emotional, if you feel like someone's trying to trigger you, just count to three, take a deep breath and rise above. Thank you. I'll pass the torch to um, Alicia. Hi. Hi, Alicia. <laughs> My question is, when in your life did it click for you that this is what you, like this is something you wanted to do? When did it click for me? Um, well, I've oof, when did it click? I I've always been pretty adamant about world peace and and broadcasting and using my voice for good, but um, it clicked about seven years ago when I started my media company. Uh, that was my first little serious business, I guess you can say. I've been living off of it for the last seven years, so it clicked seven years ago. Um, I'm passing the torch to Nakaya. Hi, good morning. My question is, how would you describe your experience in the field that you chose to a younger audience to make them want to choose the same path? Okay, so my experience is kind of unique. I was able to start my own media company and I'm able to uh, uh, provide services to small businesses and not-for-profits. The not-for-profits that I work for are global organizations. Um, I work with things like World Trade Center Miami. I work with the South Florida Hispanic Chamber. I work with Slam Radio now. That's pretty worldwide. And it was, it, it's pretty much to save the world. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna pass it to Bianca. Good morning. My question is that what's something that you wish you would have known at the beginning of your career? Uh, that saying no is okay. If I don't feel like I don't wanna do it, I have to say no. That's a good, I like that. I pass, I, like I pass the place on to Bryce. Let's go for it, Bryce. You there, brother? All right, we'll go to, Angel. we'll go to Angel. I don't know what's up with Bryce's, he was working before. Go ahead, Angel. What's up? Good morning. How are you? Hey, Angel. How are you? Good, good. So my question to you is, what do you think of our wonderful ancient Neolithic era professor known as Lawrence Rubin, the Amigo Milian, and his... Omit the middle uh, name. Omit the middle name. The middle name is being changed as we speak. Please omit it. Thank you. You can call him anything. Except, exactly. except Rubin, yes. Him and uh, his assistant is not so ancient, but still fossilized old co-host. Fossilized. Uh, I like that. I like, kind of like good. that. Uh, fossil Franklin, now. Mr. Fernandez. I think uh, Larry and Frank are both incredible radio personalities. Aside from that, the fact that they are running a high school radio station to teach you guys shows them how shows how big of a heart they have and how much they care about the work that they're doing. And it's not for their self promotion. It's not for their self gain. It's to make sure you guys have a future. So I think I commend both of them for teaching you guys and being uh, so committed to the future and selfless. I, f I feel like they're being very selfless. I think it's just plain old crazy. Like I'm the only lunatic <laughs> in America that they're gonna get to do this. So let me get this straight, Larry. You run a radio station, you host a morning show and you teach 
Five classes? Yes, sir. What is your problem? Do you, what, like, what? I, it's fun. I have a good time doing it. So, yeah, there. That's We keep him young. You keep yeah. me young. Yeah. Always appreciate the teachers that go above and beyond to make sure that you guys have a secure future because that's how I was able to succeed. I had teachers that believed in me. So never let a teacher not believe in you. Come back from break. We'll talk more some stuff. We'll get into the third hour of the program. Remember, 10 o'clock, 10.05, we'll get uh, Walter Villa from Front Page 305 to join us, and I'll make fun of him for being old. It's the one time a week I can make fun of someone older than me. So I take advantage of it. I, I, I look forward to this. I lick my chops. There's rumor that there's a potential Tua for Tuesday call coming in. I really hope not. I told him, the, it, it, he says he has a 9 o'clock meeting, so we may not hear from him, thank God. Oh, that call once a week drives me nuts. All right, so we'll keep it continue on the other side. It's Good Morning Amigo, Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. This is Jarvis Landry, and you're listening to Slam Radio. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. So we're back, and I'm grumpy today. You're grumpy. Brother, you I'm grumpy. Last night. I don't understand why you're so grumpy. Why are you grumpy? The Heat won, baby. Go Heat, baby! Woo! I'm wondering what Larry ate to be so grumpy. I go home to a very angry Miami-Dade County public school teacher. Oh. I'm about to hopefully not get in trouble, but I'm going to go down this road. And she's pissed. So I'm going to correlate this as a lesson to our students because one of the things that I preach the most at Slam Radio, especially to our advanced students, is to be prepared. Uh, I think it's important to be prepared. I think it's important to sound prepared. And when things happen to be prepared for the unpreparable. And many times the reason our students sound as good as they do is because <laughs> they follow <laughs> angels of trip. They follow that. And it's it's kind of marginalized because they don't even think a big deal of it. And I make a big deal of the fact that when you dudes and dudettes follow the rules, when you when you I give you a path and you go, hey, do this this way, and you do it, it comes out simply magnificent. So I don't get Mr. Carvalho, who is the superintendent of Miami-Dade County Public Schools, coming out yesterday and saying that he, you know, that something that would take six months to implement, they tried to do it in six weeks. So either we are doing something completely wrong or different at SLAM and at charter schools, and shout out, I don't care, shout out to Academica. Yes, they are my employer. Shout out to Academica. Because apparently, we've had a hiccup here and there, but we apparently are getting it right to a certain degree. But my question is, is if you have time to prepare and you don't prepare, whose fault is it? There's only so much the teachers can continue to... to, to to swoop in and save the day for you guys. 
when you're part of a leadership group, you need to make sure things are in place. Some of the people in your leadership group didn't like what was going on with the platform you were creating and your readiness to start school. There were students all day yesterday trying to get in, mm-hmm. and they couldn't get in. Until like 10 minutes before school ended. I had perfect attendance yesterday. Like everybody, like everybody showed up to class. People showed up to class today. Like I'm not having any issues on my end. I don't, like, maybe I'm just ignorant, and I don't know. I know what I do know. School's happening. We're prepared. And now I got to go home to a wife for her second straight day who's going to be pissed off because her platform doesn't let her log in. It consumes the house, bro. I, I, brother, my mother-in-law is a teacher. She's going through the same exact stress, and it consumes my house. And I live 20 minutes away from her. If, if day three is the same, I'm coming with my clothes and stuff, and I'm just staying here. The crazy thing is that they're not even teaching this week. And even whether they had access or not, they wouldn't even be teaching. This is all about training the students in order to be able to use the system. But how can you train anyone if you can't get in? The thing that was stressing my mother-in-law was um, that they're supposed to be preparing for the school year, and then all of a sudden the, the students are supposed to be rolling in Monday morning, and they hadn't even had access to the system until at least... 9 p.m. Sunday night. And then once everybody started logging in, nobody was able to log in because of some third-party server that they had that was kind of not opening the door, quote-unquote, the way they tried to explain it for us in layman's terms. Well, layman's terms not working for them because if they tried to simplify things in order to make that system work, it didn't work. Not so good. And everybody has stories around the... I mean... Our students don't have the issue. They're just, I feel like they tried to reinvent the wheel to see. You know how somebody does something to try to show that they're smarter than everybody else? I feel that's kind of what happened because they tried to do this new entire system. They wanted to go away from the Zoom. They wanted to go away from all that. They wanted to put something together. And now they're telling the teachers to go back to the, ba- the backup plan is to message your students, your class roster, and then have them join into a Zoom uh, meeting so then that way they can continue oh, on with whatever they're doing. Hold on a second. Do you not think in April we had a feeling that we might need to be ready for something like this? Yes. May. So why was it six weeks? Because he waited for the last minute. So after 4th of July, you got working on it? Well, I mean, really? I, I think I think he started, he, they got this thing going. They had to code everything, and it was just didn't, I guess, the time snuck up on them. They thought they were going to have more time to do it, and they didn't. But this had, is something that they should maybe have he had planning. to administer had to administer graduations around Miami-Dade County Public Schools. I don't know, man. Well, yesterday bothered me because he was supposedly he went to go to nine different schools around the county to go see what's going on, and he's playing it off like they had no they had no problem. It was working fine for them. Yeah, he's putting lipstick on a pig is what he's doing. Well, he had to come out finally and admit that there was it was one of the more disappointing days of his time. Of course, he always makes it about him because. Well, let's just let's call it like we see it. We're, it's a situation because became, it's not about him. It's about the hundred thousand students or whatever you have in your in your school system. Because it became a punchline of a joke. Look, the ju- the the social media juggernaut down here in Miami Dade County is only in Dade, and when only in Dade, it's countless stories after stories and post after post about different people making fun of the school system. And the first day of school, it's 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 it it, 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 it it's it's bad press. And then you have all the all the news stations parked up in front of the the, um, the the county building, 
trying to find answers. And he had to do this huge press conference. When has there ever been a huge press conference like that on the first day of school for the, for, for the school system? When you have a system that doesn't work and you're looking like a piece of turd. And that's the problem with that dude. Like, I'm not going to speak ill of him anymore. I'm just saying um, I think they should, this is a group of people that should have started working on this long ago. Understanding that even if things were sort of back to normal, they were going to, like, they sent out a poll about a hybrid environment, right? And that poll was sent out way before July 4th. Mm -hmm. So why weren't you working on it then? And then if so, so how come we got it done so quick? What are we doing different? What are we doing wrong? We must be cutting a corner somewhere that you guys aren't, or you guys are trying to reinvent the wheel, like Frank said. So I get to go home to a pain-in-the-ass wife today because she couldn't get on, couldn't teach her students. She's frustrated, as All many teachers in Miami-Dade County are. Not many. I'm sure they all are. Not only are they away from their element, away from their comfort zone of having to teach at home, um, but now they have connectivity issues. And then I feel bad for the younger, the, the younger, uh, the younger grades because like, I have one of my friend's kids are in third grade, and she pretty much put a picture yesterday in the chat. She goes, how do they expect my child to learn how to use PowerPoint? He's, he's in third grade. Yeah, it's really uh, now the talks about coming back to school are interesting. We'll see how this goes. But well, the talks are coming back to school are interesting because they're kind of desperate. They see that it's a failed experiment. Not necessarily for us, but I guess for them. And they're the majority of Dade County. It's a failed experiment, so they're trying to sugarcoat everything to try to get them in school as fast as possible so then he can get as little or as much egg off of his face that there already is. I know. Can I ask you another question? Sure. Do you think the kids that go to those schools care? No. Like most kids, come on. Look, if you're in school right now, okay, and you're just kind of going to school because you have to go to school, and you couldn't log in. Are you going to necessarily be upset about it? I don't know. There were some kids the the yesterday that were upset about it, that they couldn't log into school. Yeah, because you're wasting your time. You're there struggling, frustrated, trying to log in, and you're trying over and over and over to do something. You know how it is when you're trying to do something over and over again? You're frustrated. You throw your hands up in the air. Enough. I'm done with this. You just kind of walk away. That's not necessarily how somebody wants to spend their day. Bianca chimes in because I think she's having some sound issues. She says they should have done a practice run like we did. Uh, a week before school started, we were told to start trying to log in. But that's what this week is for them, though, V, is like this is their setup week. Like this is supposed to be get getting to know you. Like that's what it's supposed to be. But you can't even log in to get to know you. Remember, we're talking about we're also talking about two different aspects of coming back to school. We're talking about now coming back to school in a virtual format where nobody's necessarily interacting with each other, and it doesn't matter whether you're there or not. The, the comeback that people are going to be excited about, the students are going to be excited about, is once they're able to come back into this building or into any building and kind of be able to socialize with their friends on a one-on-one -on -one basis once again. They, you heard it. I mean, I think it was Eileen who said it on the air. I miss you guys. Like, I miss being there. There's a human element that these, these young adults teens and preteens are missing that is necessary it's the entire premise of, of a learning institution going to high school going to middle school it's a big part of it larry i hated school bro like i was like the zach morris like school is just a filler and for monday through friday until the weekend came around type deal 
And I never wanted to go to school. But during the summer, after like maybe the after a month and a half, all of a sudden I'm like, all right, man, I want to go back to school. I was looking forward to going to school to go see everybody. Then that lasted about a week, and then I wanted to go back to the summer again. I don't want to go back to the summer. The summer was boring. This summer was boring. Summer was terrible. I think the students really want to be, even if it's virtual, they want to be engaged. And I think the Miami-Dade County Public School students today are almost equally as frustrated as the teachers. Agree. If you think about that for a second, that means that it's total chaos over there. Yet here, we're going to go to break, and we're going to excuse our class to go to third period. And then we're going to take our third period class, and we're going to take attendance, we're going to do all the, Like, business as usual for us. And I, uh, and I just wonder why it isn't the same with the bigger, faster, stronger, smarter group of Miami-Dade County Public School employees. And there is a hint of sarcasm in that, because everything we deal with as a charter, we have to kind of go through them, and they're snooty with us. They don't think a lot of us. But, I don't know, they would have used our platform. Maybe they wouldn't have crashed. Just saying, trying to convince that there wasn't an overload on the system, that it was a switcher in the server, then today it would be working. Well, they said it was going to take a little bit because they had to recode it. So they don't know how long it's going to take. <laughs> it's a coding issue. Like, no, you know what it is? It's a time and a poorly planning, a poor planning issue. Well, that too. What it is. But right now it's a coding issue. Yeah. All right, we come back from break. We'll get back into the sports stuff. I had to make fun of that a little bit, not because I feel like I, I should be better than anyone. I'm just baffled by how that's where it is right now and that people are dealing with that on a day-to-day -day basis. It affects every home pretty much. Every I wonder if there's other school districts that are going through the same thing because I haven't heard it in the news. A lot of the school districts have gone back to school. So a lot of parents that I know from other counties, other towns, other cities – all their kids are back in school. This is a Miami-Dade thing. Yep. Only in Dade. We'll be back on the other side. Good morning, amigo. Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Stelio Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, putting it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's not. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. back. Good morning, amigos. Sirius XM 145. I have a new lot of Slam Radio members joining us here on the show. And now they get the introduction 
to the one and only Y squared, Young Yendi. Young Yendi is, she's a unique young lady indeed. Um, so, you know, Frank, David gave me permission like to call her a pain in the ass and... You know, like I, I can do those things. I don't, I don't have any retribution from that. Like right. He gave me the thumbs up. Okay, cool. He said, make fun of all of her health conscious ways, and and uh, he said, <laughs> yeah, you're good. You see, there he is. There's the hero of the day. There he is, the great David himself, brother. I'm going crazy. I need you to help me co-host the show. We gotta level things off. She has enough estrogen to overcome two men. And kale and quinoa and all this stuff and yoga and eat right. And and I make this great pie with, I don't know what, with like applesauce and I don't know what, turnips. Like what is, and applesauce vegan cake. Yeah, you go to McDonald's. I mean, David, you go to McDonald's a lot, don't you? I'm on my way, bro. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> man, you're preaching to the choir over here. <laughs> Brother, I need a little, maybe once in a week we have a like a segment where you come in and you are the, the Yendi neutralizer. We don't know because we are in over our heads with this. You don't understand. It's like, oh, well, actually, you probably do understand. Yeah, you guys, you guys, you guys sign off, man. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> The one thing that worries me is that she's going to actually fool us one day into going to have like a dinner or something. Oh, I'm going to cook dinner and we're going to sort of forget for a minute that she's just that crazy into the whole vegan life. And she's going to cook us some weird stuff, man. I just I can just tell. I can't wait, man. I can't wait. Oh, no. That means I have to go through it with you. Oh, 100 percent. Misery. Misery loves company. That's what it is. Yeah. Brother, we're having a lot of fun at her expense. She's a good trooper, though, because gosh. I, I, I'm actually making more fun of her than Frank. And that's like, that's a first. No, no. Yes, that's a first. Absolutely. We've never. I got my, I got my crew. I'm slowly recruiting my little army behind me. So. Uh, I can see. I, I see that they're starting to take a liking to you. But that's okay. Because at the end of the day, you know what you and Frank have in common? We're healthy. No access to grade book. At the end of the day, they love me. Because I give them their grades. That's fair. <laughs> Where's my whistle? But anyway, David, I appreciate you jumping on, man. Like I'm telling you, we, we need some levity around here because it's just, it's too much. But you guys going ahead, man. I'm going to go have my quinoa bowl and head out to work. Oh, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, man. I'm going to win McDonald's. You guys have a good day. Take care, man. Take care, David. They have those $2 bu biscuits now. Mm, they look good. I'm on it. I'm on it. Go, go to work. I made you lunch. <laughs> So this is the part where we're getting to know you. The young adults get to know you and they get to ask you questions. This gets dangerous sometimes because they're curious souls. I'm okay with curiosity. That breeds intelligence. All right, we'll start with Alba's curiosity. Alba, once you're done with your question and she answers it, you pass the torch to one of your classmates. So all classmates must be ready to receive the torch from Alba. That's how this goes. Go! First of all, welcome. <laughs> I'm sure we're all so glad to have you. Um, you're gonna love it, by the way. You're gonna love it. This is like this environment is just amazing. Like, I've only been a part of Slam Radio for a year, and it's like the best thing ever. I promise. But um, I just I I would like to know a little bit more about because like I hear the way you talk and like you don't stutter or nothing and that's one of my biggest problems I feel like when I'm on air I guess I freak out and like my mind just goes blank so I just like you know I get stuck a little so I want to know like 
what do you do to just like talk so like fluently on air like is there something specific that you do well I I did go to broadcasting school and there's a specific way of learning how to speak on radio where you there's kind of a rhythm to it you have to speak slowly so that when you're speaking you can think about the words that are coming out of your mouth also take deep breaths before you speak um, and do diction. If you get a chance, Google voice diction exercises and you'll see a lot of little like, you know how singers prepare like me, fee, five, fo, fum, all that stuff. There's the same kind of process for broadcasting. And then also work on your accent. You know, we're all Miami people. I had a hard time dealing with my Miami accent when I first started. And sometimes when I'm around my people, it comes out, I'm okay with it, I'm proud of it. But for radio, especially national radio, you need to have a very neutral accent and voice diction will help you with that. Thank you, that's, that's great. Can I, am I allowed to ask two questions? Yes, she is, yes, she is, yes, she is. Come on, come on, she is. Oh, fine. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, Jair, your turn. All right. So welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Um, I wanted to, um, earlier Milian um, said that, uh, I'm saying um a lot, I'm sorry, that he said that you're unique. What makes you, what do you think makes you unique? Well, my mom named me really unique name, gave me a really unique name. So we'll start there. But I've never gone with what everybody else is doing. I've never been part of the trend. I've, I've always been very, uh, secure and certain and things that I like. Um, I almost used to do it as a teenager. Like if everybody liked it, I didn't like it because I wanted to be the off one, the cool one, because you know, that's so basic. I don't want to be like everybody else. But I think what makes me unique is the fact based on what I've seen in other people is I like to listen to people. I like to hear what people think and what people, what people like and how they feel. And not many people are doing that this, these days. And I think that's, that's a unique factor. And, and I just, I wake up and I refuse to be negative. I refuse. Even if the world is falling down on me, I refuse. That's the last thing you'll ever hear from me is a negative comment. Okay, so let's say, you know, I grew up in a, I grew up in a trailer park. Horrible, but it was a good upbringing and I'm okay with it. So never, never be negative. You were at the trailer park by Bright Elementary. Is that where you were raised? No, no. So my, I moved out of my, we moved out of our big house at 16 because we had a, there was an accident and my dad, you know, was incapacitated. So we moved into my grandfather's trailer off of Okeechobee Road, right across oh. the street from Miami Springs, right across the canal. Oh, I know it was exactly where good. that is. Yes. It was good. <laughs> Great question, Jair. Who's next? That's up to you, Jair. Someone else? Yeah, Jair, you have yeah. to pass the torch. Go. All right, Makaya. Okay, when you first, when I first joined, I was like, "Who this is?" But you seem more happy and uplifting. So you could be happy and uplifting, right? But aside from that, what do you plan now that you're joining? What do you plan on bringing to the radio show? I want everybody that's working with me now, including you guys, to understand that there's two sides to every story. So what I want to bring to the radio show is I want you guys to, to start looking at things objectively as, as broadcasters and not as, as citizens with an opinion. Because yes, we're allowed opinions, but as broadcasters, 
you can't give your opinion on air. So I, I hope to bring that to the table. I hope to make you guys laugh because it's really early in the morning and none of you laugh. I want I want to see you guys laugh more. So if I can contribute that, that's I, I'll be successful. Um, Chris. Chris, Chris, who's Chris? I don't see Chris. I think Chris, I think Chris fell off. Well, I don't know if he, he was on. Was on. He, 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 he fell off. Yeah, I used to. Yeah, yeah, Yanni or Yaisha? Yaisa. Yaisa. There we go. I couldn't find you. Yaisa. By a lot of people. Um, my question to you is during like your your uplifting to going into broadcasting, how did you like, how did you focus on yourself other than other people? Because I know during when you're broadcasting stuff and you're out in the open, you think of all the other people's opinions and sometimes that can affect you. How do you stay on your own opinion instead of others? So I'm very certain in the things that I, I put out there. I always make sure that I research and I know everything about everything I talk about to make sure that if things, you know, people want to try and psych me out and try and get me to do things or say things that are not it. I know exactly what I'm talking about. I used to work at Tiger Direct. I was their spokesperson, which is a big computer store down here. It closed a while back, but I, I started with the video content where I was the only girl building computers and robots and, and putting together uh, software programming on YouTube. The comments I would get from the trolls were disgusting. So I started a, sh a show, This is, and I'm telling you this antidote so that you learn how to deal with it. So I had a show called Tech Juice. And at first it was me on an anchor desk talking about tech. And I would get comments like, woman, get back in the kitchen, make me a sandwich, you don't belong there. Those are the opinions I don't care to hear. So you know what I did? I got a green screen and every day, instead of a cool beans background, I would put a different kitchen and I would talk about tech in the kitchen. So if you're sarcastic and you're educated and you give them back as much as they give you, they'll leave you alone. Um, Ryan. Well, firstly, welcome to the team. Um, the first question I want to ask is, what made you join us here in Slam Radio? Well, first of all, I met, I met Larry through the Alzheimer's organization, uh, which we both volunteer for on the marketing committee. I met him through there. I've always been a part of radio and broadcasting in general, but Larry had invited me to come on board and, and, and be a part of the show. And that's how I came about. I think you guys are amazing. Uh, the, the few days I've had with all of you, you guys are just, I'm so excited for the future because of you guys. You, you completely changed my perspective and you guys have changed how I feel where this country's headed. So, um, and if I could stick with you guys in this formula, I'll be a happy camper. Next question. Uh, what inspiration drives you? What, well, what inspiration drives me? Um, you guys, young people, people who are going to take care of me when I'm old. I, you know, there's only so much I could do at, to a certain point in my life. And I need, I need people like you to make sure that you can take the torch and keep going. Next. Pedro. Uh, hi, welcome. Hey, how are you? Um, uh, good. I wanted to ask you, uh, what is your company based on? Because I heard you talking about your company. I just want to know what it's based on. 
So Doxy Digital Media is a social media company, a content creation company. So I create um, social media and manage social media accounts for small businesses and not for profits. When I started my company seven years ago, I, I was a big fan of the underdog and I still am. And so I've completely arranged my life and my career to help the underdog. So Doxy Digital Media does social media. I do PR, I do video content creation advertising, a little bit of everything, but all based in digital media. So internet, uh, social media, anything that's on the computer. All right, the last person we need is Janai Polanco. I don't, I'm not seeing her right now, but she's the last one that needs to, and she's out. All right, so we lost that. Did we get Chris to ask his question? Yeah, Chris went. All right, mm -hmm. fair enough. So there you go. Learning a little bit about the Young Yendi, indeed, as we do it on the air. On the other side, we'll continue doing some stuff. I think we have to say goodbye to Young Yendi. And final segment, a final hour of the show will continue forward. On the other side, you're listening to Good Morning Amigo, Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. But you oh, see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good thing nobody can see you crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Good Morning, Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, 
only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> You know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's gonna do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you gotta take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, con que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Stelio Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said, Mr. Worldwide, put it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's nuts. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Morning, amigos. Sirius XM, final hour of the program. Every Tuesday, first segment of the 10 o'clock hour, we uh, we have a conversation with this dude. Is he ready for us already, Frank? He's on. That's what happened. These, these boomers, they are like always a half hour early to things. Like he's been sitting on the phone for a while, hasn't he? Yeah, for about 15 minutes. Yeah, he's been waiting. You know, he's been, you know, he wanted All rather right. be, better spreading, to be early. Stop spreading lies. Yeah, stop spreading lies. These old men, they all act the same. Walter Villa joining us. You can catch him a little later today at 12, front page 305 with his buddies, Andre Fernandez and Manny Navarro. They do good stuff. And we always have Walter on, so I, so I have someone to poke fun at. I mean, 10 minutes and 20 hours of work every week on the air. I should be allotted the 10 minutes to make fun of someone older than me. It's the only person that comes on the show older than me. Did you know that, Walter? That's the only thing you've got in your repertoire every week. Let's let's bring some new game to it. By the way, the butler did it. That's what we should be talking about. Well, we are talking about oh, it, especially awesome. since I've always said he's not my favorite guy in the world, but he he was my favorite guy last night. He put up 40. Oh, he looked second, the part. Wait a second. He, wait a second. I want to get – he's not your what, – what did you not like about him going in? Can I be candid with you? Up until yesterday yes. – can you really point out a big-time playoff performance from him? I mean, it is his career mm -hmm. high, 40 points, and it's a great game. Yeah. But but I just never felt like he meshed anywhere. Maybe now he is part of Heat culture. Maybe now the meshing is happening before my eyes. But I've already had a preconceived notion watching him play on other teams that he doesn't play well with others sometimes. But apparently on this uh, team, I, he's been given some sort of leadership role, and he's not only accepted it, but he's taken and run with it. He, he's doing good work here. I have to actually be quiet about him this time around. 
No, I, I've liked this dude's mentality from the beginning. And in fact, we talked about the, the guy from the Pacers, Warren, who had this great bubble performance. He was scoring 38 points. And we talked about it on the show. And I says, I have, because they had the, they had the whole Dimecatele in Spanglish. They had a little uh, beef with each other, Butler and Warren. And I said to the guys, you have any doubt that Butler's going to eat this guy for lunch? I mean, he's the alpha dog. I knew he was going to he was going to destroy that dude. He, he just has that kind of mentality. And I was just reading the the ESPN, or I guess it's Associated Press story from last night, where they 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 had a great quote from Butler. Here it is. I told my teammates I probably wasn't going to pass the ball, and made a couple of shots, and they said that's fine with me. And maybe to your your question about why it had meshed before, it has to do with the teammates also. Because a lot of ego, there's a lot of ego on radio. There's a lot of ego in, in, in sports. A lot of other teammates may not be fine with that. But when I played basketball, I was kind of the, the, the butler, obviously nowhere near as good, but on, on the Herald guys that we used to play, that same mentality. If you had a guy that was on fire, you, had, you, get, you feed him the ball because you want to win. Who cares if that, if that day he shoots all the shots? Do you want to win or not? And I and I think the Heat mentality, they want to win. And the guy's on fire, get him the ball. I saw a side of him yesterday that I had never seen before. Another guy that I've always been a little suspect about, but he too is playing very, very big, is Goran Dragic. Um, he's really stepping up. He's making big shots when necessary. Um, I, I, I am perplexed as to... How well this team is playing. I do believe that they have the makings of some good stuff. But I also believe that in basketball, when you have the best player on the court, your team wins more often than not. And in a seven-game series, one thing is you beat them during the season because you saw them one night and then you don't see them for a month or two. When you see them every other night for almost two weeks, adjustments are made, things happen. I still think Spoh's a better coach or the better coach, but at some point when you have the best player in the game, he's going to get mad when they put up 40 himself. And that's uh, that's the, a team the Milwaukee, that he can't beat, is a team with Giannis scoring 40. They can't beat that team. The the, the Milwaukee coach is pretty he's pretty good, too. Um, I, I don't think there's an edge either way there. Budenholzer, pretty good coach. Um, look, I think, I think the one thing that we have to try to debate, or we're going to talk about in our show today, was... I think Butler is terrific. I like them more going in than you did, obviously. But but the thing that may not be sustainable, he had a lot of jumpers uh, yesterday. That's not really his game. His game is 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 driving the lane, getting to you know getting fouled and going to the free throw line. And he did some of that. I think he would he hit nine free throws maybe. But uh, he hit a lot of jumpers, and you wonder going forward if that if that's sustainable. Hmm. I, you're right about the jumpers. He did seem like the damn basket was huge for him, right? But, um, yeah. but I will say this. I, whatever he did, he seemed to be playing better. He was the best player on the court last night, right? Yeah. I don't know that that's going to happen continuously throughout the series. And when that comes into play, then some of the other guys are going to have to step up. I know Tyler Hero was in double digits yesterday, but some of our other players are going to really need – to step up. It can't just be the Goron and Butler show. We're not going to get anywhere. Now, Bam did have I believe, 16 or 17 rebounds last night. He did play outstanding. Right. Um, but as a team... Duncan, Duncan didn't have his normal shooting game, uh, they did, but he didn't shoot many either, you know, because Butler was so hot uh, that Duncan Robinson didn't do much. I, I worry. All I'll say is that I worry. And uh, 
Let's see what happens tomorrow in game two. Uh, I am excited that they won a game one. That always bodes well for the team that wins the game one. But they've got their hands full with the Bucks. Let's see what comes out of it. Did you get to watch the other game last night? I did not. That Oklahoma City team continues to bewilder me because on paper, Houston should be blowing this team out, yet we're going to see a game seven tomorrow night between those two teams. Can Chris Paul actually lead this team to a victory? He did it last night. He willed them there in the fourth quarter. Uh, 35-year-old Chris Paul, can he really take this team to where they need to go? Can he really beat the Houston Rockets with Harden and Russell Westbrook, which, by the way, they are turnover machines. Watching them turn the ball over so much makes me wonder how in the world at some point they haven't done something to correct that. They are absolute turnover machines, including the key turnover of the game, late in the game, as Houston's trying to come down and score, and Westbrook just throws it out of bounds, not even close to Covington. Uh, Your thoughts on that series, and more importantly, I mean, could Oklahoma City and Steven Adams and... And, and Schrader and the, and the host of, I don't want to call them misfits, but characters that that team has, they weren't even expected to be in this position. You think they can pull this one off? I mean, I think the, way, the reason Chris Paul is playing so well is, you know, those commercials are really, uh, they're connecting with the audience. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to give you a serious answer because I didn't watch the game. You know, you mentioned how old I am. That was way past my bedtime. I mean, you know, you, I've got enough trying to watch the Marlins and the Heat. I did not watch the uh, the Rockets and the Thunder. No opinion. And you haven't watched any games of that series? I have not. No, you, you, you I, no. I, I, I got, you. I got, I got to work. I got other things to do. But basketball you know? is work. I mean, how many how many games a day are you watching? Now you watching? The, uh, did you watch the Marlins yesterday? Did you watch NHL? Or you I watched I watched a piece of the Marlins game and I saw both basketball games. Yes. What about the NHL? I don't watch Forget the it? NHL. I, I don't cover the NHL. You do though. I know. What about U.S. Open tennis? We're we're actually going to talk U.S. Open tennis. We have a guest on today who has. I was just talking to her before before you guys uh, called me. And uh, she's covered since 1990. I think she's covered every Wimbledon except two. She's been at the French almost as often, Australian. Sandy Harwood's her name. So some a little different. I know it's not everybody wants to talk NBA, NBA, NBA. But we're going to talk a little tennis as well for the middle segment of our show. And we're also going to talk Marlins and Heat. So that's plenty. That's plenty. And I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't watch, uh, I haven't watched too much of the other games. Sorry to disappoint you. Um, okay. Any football in the horizon that you will be speaking of during the front page three hundred five show? Well, if we can, if we the front page three hundred five, we also have a podcast. We spent about an hour yesterday talking dolphins, so we're going to direct people to go there. But uh, you know, there's almost so much in an hour. There's almost so much you can do. But we did talk to Josh Tolentino of the Athletic about all things dolphins, and it was a pretty funny conversation, <laughs> Larry. Because have you been following the dolphins at all? A little bit. Well, the funny thing is, so they allow certain reporters, I think he told me about five, or he told us about five, to go to the actual practices. However, there's a caveat. You can't say anything. It's like Fight Club. You can't say anything that happened during the practice. You can't say uh, so-and-so was lining up at left guard. They will actually suspend you and ban you from the Zooms, and from going to practice for so it happened to Omar Kelly. They banned him because he gave out information. Well, Isn't that something? Why so, would so they? We were, why would they 
oh, that's awkward and uncomfortable for me, but it's so Miami Dolphins, isn't it? Yeah. Well, guess who's their coach? And where did he come from? The Patriots. Oh, yes. Paranoia. paranoia. The land of confusion and paranoia. That's right. I forgot yeah. about so that. It was, pretty, it was pretty funny because we were asking Josh Salentino a bunch of questions. Well, what do you think about this about the Dolphins? And then he, he, he would, would usually start his answer like, well, I'm really not at liberty to say too much. And I'm like, wow, this is a great interview. The guy knows a lot, but he's only allowed to tell us, you know, a pretty generic answer. So I guess once they kick off the ball against the Patriots, uh, you know, on opening day, then, then we'll know. Uh, it's a weird year because there's no exhibition game. So we're really going to be completely in the dark about this team. Not that I'm expecting much but um, completely in the dark about this team until they kick it off. Joined by Walter Villa. You can catch him today on front page 305 at noon right here on Slam Radio Sirius XM. Marlins are 15 up, 15 down. They're a couple of games out of the spot. And in this expanded playoff format, they are obviously in the thick of things. And today is September 1. Let's be realistic. Do, do they have a chance to spend a month of playing good enough to make it to the playoffs? Yeah, they do with the expanded playoffs. They do. I, I was just curious, Larry, those trades yesterday, I actually kind of like both of them that they made, right? They got their outfield has been terrible. And so they got um, Starling Marte for center field. That's a big upgrade, correct? I would think it's an upgrade. I'm not a big fan of his, but yes, it's, it's better than what we have for sure. He, he, he's won two gold gloves and he can hit. Um, and that's both of those things are more than you can say about any other outfielder they have. Very so true. That, I, thought, I, I thought that was a good trade. The second one was curious because Derek Jeter, you know, to me is kind of fraudulent. He's always say he wants to win, do anything to win. If you're trying to win, why would you trade uh, VR, Dante VR. VR, for a player to be named? I don't understand that move. Now. I, I didn't understand that move. Right. He's played pretty well. I, I, I like his role with the Marlins, and I didn't quite understand him going bye-bye. It was just strange to me. You, you, are you trying to win or not? And then now the player they got, uh, I think his name is Griffin uh, Conine. I like that player a lot in terms of the prospect. But again, if you're trying, if you're not trying to win, that's a fine trade. Villar's a free agent after the season. You got a prospect who could be something someday. It makes total sense. But if you're trying to trying to win right now, it makes no. Can you imagine George Steinbrenner back in the day making a trade like that? Yeah, that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. And you you mentioned Griffin Conine. He is the son of former Marlin Jeff Conine. Um, Mr. Marlin. Mr. Marlin himself. So I always think that that's a, right. that's a lot of fun in itself. They, um, I think they have a chance to make something happen. But baseball's a funny game. And while things yeah. can happen and there's an expanded playoff, somehow I think that 60 games is a large enough sample size where the bad teams are bad and the good teams are good and the average teams are average. And and as good as it's been to see Oakland play the way they've played and the White Sox play the way they played and the Slam Diego Padres play the way they play, a couple of those teams are not – a couple of those teams at least are just not even close to being good enough. They just happen to be playing well. And I think the Marlins are kind of guilty of the same thing. Uh, and you look at the league and you see who's winning and who's not winning – uh, the low-hanging fruit would be to say Tampa Bay Dodgers, but the truth of the matter is the Dodgers really look like the team to beat in all of baseball, yeah. and everybody else oh, is just going to try to be a squirrel. Will be a squirrel just trying to get a nut and all of that. That that's my yeah. personal opinion. That it'll be fun for a while, but th the team that's supposed Tampa to win Bay. is probably going to win. 
I just watched a whole series, Tampa Bay sweeping the Marlins, and yes, they have a great. I think they were on an eighteen to three run or whatever. And but they're that's an organization right there at Tampa Bay. They don't have any stars. You watch that series, you're not impressed with any individual talent. Maybe Blake Snell is a pitcher, but like they they don't have a great team. But in terms of individual stars, like the Dodgers have, but they just function well together. It's a very well run franchise. And then back to the Marlins. To me, the recipe for the Marlins is get dominant pitching because their lineup is, is, is mediocre at best. But their, their pitching rotation has a chance to be special. I mean, Sixto Sanchez has been wildly impressive to me. Um, that, that, that kid has ace stuff. There's no question about it. Um, Sandy Alcantara got rocked uh, first game back in a month, but he's better than that. They, they, they have a chance. Um, you know, Trevor Rogers has looked good. They have some really good arms in that rotation. I'm a fan of putting Urena in the in the bullpen to have like to see if he can become that you know sort of great closer with unhittable stuff. Um, but that to me, if they get to the playoffs, it's because their pitching dominates because because the lineup is just going to scratch for runs and it's pretty mediocre. I mean, they had a good good game against the Grom all of a sudden there yesterday, but with Tampa Bay, what they get shut out two days in a row. Yes, I saw that. And it, it's, you've been following baseball for a while. Don't you get frustrated when you see these things? Like I, I, I see, correct me if I'm wrong here. I think that no matter how fun it is to see the Marlins where they're at, I still think they're not a good team. I think they're a team on the come up. I see Tampa Bay playing fantastic baseball. I don't think Tampa Bay's good enough to make any waves in the playoffs. I think that the expanded playoff was in preparation for the potential of good teams not playing so well for a couple of months, but giving them an mm. end to the playoffs. Houston Astros are a perfect example. They're not playing Houston Astros baseball. They, they've played well in recent weeks to get back kind of in there, and they're a couple of games out off the pace. But you can tell that Houston's not playing. Altuve's not hitting the way he's normally hit. And that team's not playing as well as they play. But you know what happens in the October? Astros, the, the, yeah, uh, but Larry, the Astros, they have a deal with, um, I think it's a Home Depot. And the trash cans haven't arrived yet. But once, I think they're due in late <laughs> September. And I think they're going to see that team take off. It, it's It's... They have a special contract with uh, Home Depot. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I, there's no banging on drums. Those those places are kind of empty, so we know that they're not. You know, we're not going to hear any of that. And obviously, all eyes are on them. Let's. They've uh, got something else up their uh, crooked sleeve. They talked to Belichick, and uh, they uh, they're they're going to figure something out. <laughs> Poor Belichick. He always <laughs> gets mixed up in this. Looking forward well, to hearing your Belichick. show today, my brother. I really am. And 15 minutes goes by pretty fast when I talk to you because it's always a good time. Tell the boys I go. say hello, and I'll be tuned in for sure, my man. Thanks, Larry. Take care. That Take was Walter. Oh, <laughs> we all need it at this point. You can catch my man, Walter Villa, and his boys, Andre Fernandez. And, of course, Manny Navarro. Noon, Tuesdays, right here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM 145. Take care, Walter. We'll be back on the other side. You're listening to Good Morning Amigo right here on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
This is Tua Tungle by Lowe. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Drop those in a while. What a pain in the neck. Some student programming on at 11 before we have front page 305 at noon. As we move forward, some changes to our lineups coming up in the next week or two. It's always a moving parts thing with this, isn't it? It's the way it goes, man. It is what it is. Got a game seven tonight, the Jazz and the Nuggets. As compelling as that series has been. Super excited. Um, it hasn't. I don't know. I think they're boring teams. Do you like watching them play either one of those teams? Uh, I don't. Let's, I don't necessarily care for Denver playing. I do like watching Utah play. Donovan Mitchell really, he moves the needle for me. But lately, Jamal Murray has just been out of hand. In fact, that combo has the most combined points um, through a six-game playoff series, topping uh, Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley in the '93 Finals. So they're good scorers. Yeah. I mean, Jamal Murray shows up during the playoffs. Chris Middleton doesn't show up during the playoffs. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell's always around. He's a special talent. I really like watching him play. You do? Yeah, I really like watching him play. He needs to be in a bigger market. He's being kind of... I get bothered when I hear this. this he needs to be in a bigger market. Then maybe there's too many NBA teams. Maybe there are too many NBA teams. But the Utah Jazz don't get as much attention as the New York Knicks even. I understand that, but if your city's not big enough for you, then maybe your city's not big enough for an NBA team. He he doesn't need to go to another. He doesn't need to do that. But how do you how do you judge that? Like you know what I mean? Like so, like none of those small cities are ever going to get any sports towns, or are ever going to be a sports town. No. Can you just say, can you do the same thing for any other sport, or is it just an NBA thing? Because I don't necessarily think the Rockies struggle in in Colorado. What do you mean they struggle? What do you, what do you no, mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't necessarily think they're, they're kind of hidden in Colorado and baseball. I think baseball is more wide open. Hmm. Maybe it's about basketball always having to be on national TV. And since you always see that same teams on national TV, all the t- other teams that are nas- not necessarily on TV, they, si- they kind of go s- and are swept under the rug a little bit. I... Um I think you make your own attention. Dame Lillard's not short of attention, doesn't need to be in any sort of market. And he's in Portland, which is in Oregon, which is far away from 
Yeah, but he gets, they get a lot of those West Coast games. They get a lot of those TV games. Why doesn't Utah or Denver get a lot of those West Coast games and make the same mark? Because they're trapped in that mountain time, um, on that, in that mountain time, which is right in the middle. So they don't necessarily get a primetime game. Their primetime games are 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, when the rest of the league starts at 7.30. So there's a lot of people that aren't necessarily watching those teams. Give me a team in that time zone that gets a lot of attention. In the mountain time zone? In the mountain time zone. How many teams are in the mountain time zone to begin with? There's a few, but Phoenix doesn't get a lot of attention. Utah doesn't get a lot of attention. Well, at face value, it sounds like you're making a good point. I don't think it matters geographically where you play. If you put up 34 points, 10 boards, you're going to get attention at some point. Like if, if, you do, if you do the work, people are going to notice. I don't know. I don't think that's a difficult concept to understand. I think... Um, I think it's kind of a crutch for some of them, but I also believe. So in the NFL, in the NFL, you don't have that issue. I'm not talking about the NFL. The reason why that issue exists there is simply put because you, this, it's. Listen, once upon a time, Phoenix went to a finals. Once upon a time, Portland went to a finals. But the league has changed. The league isn't the same that it was when once upon a time Portland and, 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 and Phoenix both made it to the finals. In fact, both of those teams made it to the finals back-to-back years, 92 and then 93. Right? So when was the last time? That's why I'm saying that doesn't necessarily work in football because in football everybody kind of gets the spotlight uh, on their own. What a convenient argument when it was just 10 days ago everybody was talking about how Portland was going to beat the Lakers. That's not the conversation I'm having, though. I know, but what I'm trying to tell you is they were relevant enough to make a splash, and that's the only reason I came was to win, according to Dame, which I told you, you talked a whole bunch of bull crap for nothing. It was the matchup that was intriguing. It was, and then it went five games. The Lakers played not great, and then went five games. In other words, what was supposed to happen, happened. And by the way, I stand by my thing. I mean, he's, he's a talent to watch, and he can play the game. He talks too damn much. By the way, the three NBA teams in the mountain in the mountain time zone are the Nuggets, the Suns, the Jazz. Three of the most irrelevant teams in the entire league. They, Portland wasn't irrelevant two weeks ago. That's what I'm trying to tell you. They weren't necessarily irrelevant. I did, I'm not I, saying I'm not saying irrelevant like that. I'm saying and Portland's not on my list. Portland's not on my list, and I'm not saying irrelevant. But Utah, like but Utah and Phoenix fly under the radar. When does Utah? When do, when do you hear any conversations about Utah or Phoenix or even Denver for that matter? When they're going to a game seven of the first round of the All right, conference. Great. So Denver's a number Playoffs. three Denver's a number three seed, one of the top teams in the West, and they're not in anybody's mouth. They're not in any conversation. Didn't Utah make it to a conference final recently? In ninety eight. That's the last time Utah made it to a conference I final. I believe so. Are you sure? Carl Malone? Denver. To a conference final. Denver or Utah? Both. To a conference final. I'm not saying to the NBA final. To a conference final. I bet you'll be surprised it hasn't been that long. 2009 was the last time that the, the Nuggets made it to the finals. To the conference finals. The West finals, finals right. right. And, you're, and the Jazz is still 98? I believe it's 98. Oh, I think the Jazz went... 98. Really? Really. 98? I would have never in a million years thought it had been that long since they made it to a conference final. Carl Malone, John Stockton was the last time that they made it to the finals. Right, but they, they I'm not talking about winning that conference nope, title. That they I'm made talking it. about made it to that final of the Western Conference and lost. That they made it. 
Really? I'm gonna go through the entire list now. No, I believe you. I just would have thought I would have thought that there was more relevance to some of the work they've done, but evidently that's not the case. Portland made it to the. Well, we weren't talking about Portland. So it was. But you're wrong though. You see, they went in 0607. They went to the conference finals and lost to the Spurs four games to one. Telling you, you're wrong. Yeah, you're right. All right. Yeah, but 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 there's but there's little instances here and there that they can make it. Doesn't That's still 15 because, years ago. But just because they made it to a Western Conference Finals doesn't mean that they're a relevant team. Anybody can sneak by the by the cracks. I'm talking about being a relevant team that people are like, oh man, that's one of the talks of the team. When was the last time the Utah Jazz were the talk of the team? When Carl Malone and John Stockton were on the team? Maybe. What about Denver? When Carl when Carl Denver uh, went 08 09, but they haven't done diddly When Carmelo squat. Anthony was on the Denver Nuggets, it was the last time that you heard about the Car- the Denver Nuggets for the most part. You make a good point. The last time they were flashy. These teams were not a big deal. You say it's Denver, you say Utah, and you say Phoenix, right? Correct. Yeah, none of these teams have really moved or rippled. Now Phoenix actually is most recent. Correct. As they went to a 06. conference final in 09 and 10 against with, the with Lakers. Steve Nash and Stoudemire and that and, and that before crew. that they went in 06 and they lost to the Mavericks. Yeah, either way, neither one of these three teams have been juggernautish whatsoever. So you make a good point. I just don't like I don't think of Utah as being irrelevant. It's just weird for me. Well, they got a game seven tonight. It's a, it's an irrelevant game seven between the Jazz and the Nuggets. And two guys that all they're doing is scoring. It should be a fun game to watch. And obviously the winner will get to play against. Um, oh, why? Why am I drawing a blank here? The winner of this OKC Houston. No, uh, OKC Houston plays the Lakers. Is that the one who plays the Lakers? Yeah. I can't think of who the other series is, though. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank myself, unfortunately. Talk about irrelevance. I don't even remember off the top of my dome what the other team is. <clears throat> that would be the Clippers, by the way. It is the Clippers. Just so you know. I'll just bring it up. So the winner of this game gets to play the Clippers. Correct. So much for them going to anywhere else. The winner of this game is not getting past the next round. Clippers no, are a good team. I don't think so. I'm taking the Clippers all the way to the finals. To the Western Conference Finals where they lose to the Lakers. No, right? To the finals finals. No, they're gonna they're gonna lose to the Lakers. My 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 bracket thing has already gone to crap because I had the Lakers losing in the first round. Wait a minute, bro. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so you uh, you picked you went with the Portland hype then? I, no, hold on. I went. Yes, you did. You I, just told me I, I didn't did. take Portland, listen, but you took them. I did. I told you I took Portland. But listen, the reason I didn't buy no hype, I always pick uh, an upset, and my upset this year was the Lakers. So that's why I picked them. You hey man, look, damned if you do, damned if you don't. You but if they hype. was right, but if I was right, all right. But if I was right, I'd have been one of those first people. Ka-ching. You bought it. Exactly. You and Charles Barkley bought it. I would have been one of those only people to actually have on their brackets that I picked Portland over the Lakers. And it takes testicular fortitude for that to happen. No, it takes testicular stupidity to do it, (laughs) which is different. (laughs) I told you, Lakers in five. You didn't listen to me. How did you? uh, This guy put respect on my name. Come on, man. Who said that? Ellard. He didn't, didn't he? (laughs) It's terrible. It's so bad. And I told you guys, it's a bad look. The only time it's not a bad look is when you can back it up. Oh, that guy can back it up. Okay. Well, congrats to him, by the way. He's expecting twins. Yes. And he's a good good, good daddy. Big time into his kid. Now he's going to have two more. A girl and a boy. 
Very nice. I always like that twin match of girl and boy. That always works out well. He tweeted, he tweeted it yesterday. He goes, this girl's going to hit me hard or different or something like that. But he's excited for the other boys, too. Yes, because he already has a boy. Right. Tonight should be fun. And then the other game would be uh, the Celtics, right? Correct. The Celtics keep rolling. They keep rolling. I have he, to shut my mouth about the Celtics. He, he are not going to beat that Celtics team unless they get cold. Unless they get cold, the Heat won't beat them. You you want to know something? The Bucks might not beat them. This could be a Lakers Celtics finals if you're not careful. Great. If you're not careful, we're back to that again. Two teams that I hate the most out of well, it. Well, you know, if the NBA has any sort of marketing plan in place again this year, be careful that they don't work towards that. Oh, 100 percent. They're gonna try to line up for this now. This is the this is their uh their dream finals matchup. My team's in the playoffs, but they were awful last night. They were really bad. They were really bad. They were really, really bad. Especially in the final minute, like they couldn't, oh. they couldn't see at one call. I think it was like three reviews back to back to back. Well, they blew a couple of calls prior to the review processes. It's all good. Heater up 1-0. Game two tomorrow for them. Tonight there'll be some basketball, be some baseball. When we come back tomorrow, guess what we'll do? We'll talk about it. We'll chit chat about it. Fun show. I got to get used to having Yendi on. Plus, I was a grumpy old man today. I wasn't in a good mood. I'll be all right. Why do I get moody like that? Is this uh, old age for real? From one moment to the next, because you seemed like you were doing great in the morning. First segment, we were awesome. And then all of a sudden, your mood kicked in. I don't know. Yeah, I got moody. Plus, the AC hasn't been working. That, doesn't that would do it, it's but hot that's as hell towards the end. No, it's been hot in here the whole time. I just hadn't said Then maybe anything. that's your mood from the beginning. You were just not comfortable. Damn. You know you have to be comfortable. You're a diva like that a little bit. I don't know about diva, but... No, you're not I a like diva, but when it ha- when it comes to you being comfortable, then yeah, a little bit. I hey, like I am. I'm 100%. I don't like anybody messing with my chair. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You've just been flashed. Whatever. <laughs> Damn, man, you went back. <laughs> this song reminds me of the old days on Dose. Dude, we've got to do that show for George Rodriguez. Might ask you to kind of start spearheading a little bit and getting in touch with a couple of those guys. See if we do something. We got to try to do something. All right. S- sounds like a plan. Coming up next, some student program. Remember at 12 o'clock, stay tuned to the front page 305. Manny Navarro, Andre Fernandez, Walter Villa. We'll be on for an hour talking sports with you here on Slam Radio. I got stuff to do. So I'm going to. Uh, Mosey on out of here. You're expecting me to say something about a dirty shirt, aren't you? My shirt's clean today, by the way. But just because I do this every day, I'll take it off nonetheless. See ya. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.